Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey, Jason here. Um, before we get into the show, there was actually an issue with the exporting, or not necessarily the exporting, but the saving of the Audacity file when we recorded. Um, so there are a few dropouts. The dropouts last about 45 seconds to a minute each. There's about four or five of them. Um, for whatever reason, just lost the audio for that 45 second to one minute stretch. Um, so there's going to be a few weird cuts. Um, you know, if Tyler or I are in the middle of a sentence, and then it just kind of cuts you know, to another sentence. Just know that is where it happened. Uh, we didn't lose too much. Um, still usable. So just a forewarning. Thanks for listening. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, March 15th, 2021, and it is the return of March Movie Madness. Mm. Jay, we uh, there's a big hole in our heart where WandaVision used to be. Mm-hmm. It's being filled in by March Movie Madness. Well, last year around this time, the world stopped one-year anniversary of the seriousness of coronavirus, and we created this because there was no regular March Madness, which we probably wouldn't have talked about anyways. Nope. But there was absolutely no sports. We pivoted. We did a full month of March Movie Madness. This year, we're doing three weeks of March Movie Madness. Best actors and actresses in Hollywood. We are going to determine the number one actor slash actress in the world, according to us. Yeah, within the lines, the number one actor. Actress. There's four tiers today. I I think actor's general neutral. Gender. Then why would they have the word actress? Well, I think like you can specify actress, but I think like a group of actors and actresses are considered actors. 
the group gets the mail. That's like Spanish. You didn't take Spanish. Took it, it was the same rule in French, though. Um, today we're doing uh, group one and group three of our four groups, 64 actors and actresses. Group one, MCU. Group three, the award winner slash nominated. Yeah, just people you think of. When you think awards, you think of these people. And then after that, we're going to do a movie review. The latest Apple TV original film starring Tom Holland and directed by the Russo brothers. Directed? Correct. Cherry. So that should be an interesting one. Getting shit on on Rotten Tomatoes. But maybe we don't feel the same way. Yeah, Apple TV Plus. Um, we've only done one other Apple TV Plus movie, and we did not like it. No, we did not. So we'll see how this one goes. Let's get into the show. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Okay, time. March Movie Madness. The bracket that everyone has been waiting for. The moment of the year. The best 64-person tournament in the month of March in all of the world. Yes. Next year, I have no idea what we're going to do. Um, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll just do March Movie Madness post-pandemic movies. I don't know. We'll figure. That's a next-year problem. Why are we even talking about Future it? Future us. Next year, coronavirus isn't even going exist, to exist anymore. It's true. We'll just do actual March Madness. Yeah. Not on the movie pod, but whatever. So we got... MCU, and we're doing the award winners. So how we did this, we picked 16 actors or actresses. I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm all-inclusive. Love it. And we don't like seeding things on our own opinions because then that just kind of gives away who we're going to pick yep. every single time. Last year, we did the seeding based on the Rotten Tomato score for the movies that we did. And each uh, group is seeded 1 through 16. It's not 1 through 64. And this year, we just did seeding by box office. So, so any movie you've been in that has made money, it gets added to your total. Yes. Um. We found a website that had all the numbers. We don't know if it was – I think some of the, like, the producing credits got money too. Someone produced a movie. Uh, it would count towards their box office total. But we used the same list for every single person, so it was at least fair. It really didn't matter at the end of the day because that's not part of our decision-making process. It was just a way to rank the actors randomly while also having at least something um, to kind of differentiate them. Yep. Each actor slash actress that is going to go up against each other, there's three categories. The categories are range. Mm. How, how rangy you are. How good are they at acting? Can they do everything? Or are they a one-trick pony? Yeah, that, that covers pretty much the acting ability. We have their most iconic role or, you know, character, whatever, which kind of covers a little bit of the box office element, just kind of like the pop culture impact, I think, more than anything. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of hurts actors who maybe they're good, but they just kind of hide. Yeah. Like they aren't the star on screen. This is who steals the show yep. when they're up there. And then we have who has the better worst movie slash just bad movie. Like... We're pretty much just going to compare bad movies that the actors have been in. Yeah, just consistency. Do they always pump out good stuff? Or, you know, do they have a lot of stinkers? Yeah. And specifically really bad stinkers. Yeah. Um, movies that would fall, let me check my notes here, where we draw the line, Jay. Now, I wanted to ask you how we were going to do this. Do you want to do a um, just the lowest Rotten Tomato score? Because we, obviously we're not going to see all of their worst movies. Like, I don't want it to be like lowest. We just picked the Rotten Tomato score, but are we going to – like, how are we going to determine this? Um, I You know, obviously if there's a standout stinker, we can do it. But, like, just anything we've seen them in, just – I don't know. Has there been any notable bad performances? If we can't think of any, then it probably isn't worth mentioning up. They probably are pretty good consistent-wise. But what if neither of them have that? Then we just – who's typically better? Okay, fair enough. 
just in all around. Like, yeah, maybe he's better in this one, but I like him in stuff more often. Or her. Or her, yeah, obviously. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm fine with that. First round matchup, though, Jay. Got a lot of them. Uh, one seed who, believe it or not, uh, highest grossing actor of all time. Yes. Uh, not producer. That would be Mr. Stan Lee. Samuel L. Jackson. He's in here in MCU. These are just obviously, like, he's done a lot of stuff outside the MCU. These mm-hmm. are just people who are uh, a part of it who get yeah. put in here. Going uh, up against 16 seed Brie Larson. Samuel Jackson's been in 95 movies at the time of this Rotten Tomatoes article. Yeah, that sounds right. 95 movies. He has 194 credits as an actor throughout TV shows or any of that stuff, you know? All right, so he's obviously biggest all-time. Brie Larson, it makes sense that she's the little littlest of the MCU category, which she still probably would be pretty high, I think, comparatively to other. I mean, she's at five bill. If she was in our comedy, she'd be right around middle of the pack. If she was in our award winners, right around lower middle of the pack. Uh, Moneymakers, she'd be towards the bottom as well. Yeah. Um, Moneymakers, that's the rock category, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, so Samuel Jackson, some notable movies. So obviously in the MCU, we have to mention that first. He's Nick Fury, whereas Brie yep. Larson, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say his most iconic movie is Pulp Fiction, just in terms of the pop culture appeal. Some yeah. other movies he's been in, he's in The Incredibles, albeit a minor role. These are like his top Rotten Tomatoes movies. Uh, Goodfellas, I, he's in, I guess, in a small role because it's obviously, uh, what's his name, De Niro, Pesci, Roy Liotta, all those guys. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, Do the Right Thing, I don't think he plays a big role in that. True Romance, he doesn't play a big role in that. Again, these are just his highest uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Avengers, Jurassic Park, he's in, I yeah. believe, a small role. I know IMDb, uh, The Hateful Eight. Says he's known for that. Kingsman Secret Service. He plays the villain in that. Django. Um, and then <laughs> Jason. What? Snakes on a motherfucking plane. Snakes on a motherfucking plane. So it's interesting with Samuel L. Jackson. And we'll probably dive in deep a little bit in the first round on these actors. And then once we get into round two, it'll just be more of a comparative one-on-one. Yeah. He's also in the Star Wars movies. Um, oh, people forget. He attaches the other guys. Um, small people forget. Role. He attaches his name to a lot of. Big movies in smaller roles. Mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island, he had a big role in, but again, a moneymaker. Yeah. But like when you think of Samuel L. Jackson you th- and you th- try to think of like his iconic role, it's Pulp Fiction and you don't really think of anything else. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. And he's always dipping his toes in. But mm-hmm. I-, I think, you know, biggest role is probably Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's Nick Fury, but it's not like there's been a Nick Fury movie. He's just a supporting character. Yeah. Uh, Mace Windu in Star Wars, supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Incredibles, he's the side superhero. Yeah. Uh, he's just in a lot of shit. Yeah. And not shit sh- bat, but just a lot of stuff. Uh, Unbreakable and that new one, Glass. Glass yeah. Um, snakes on a motherfucking plane. I got a 69%. Gotta love it. So, yeah, it's just he's made a lot. And, like, he's made a lot of dad action movies, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, what, he's the lead in Deep Blue Sea. Shaft. Oh, yeah. Shaft. That's like a three movie, right? Or is there two of them? I don't know. I know they remade those. <laughs> um, so he's in a lot of stuff. And then we look at Brie Larson, who couldn't be any more different. She's kind of a little – she's been around, but she's not a big actress. I mean, she was in Room. That was, I believe, Oscar-nominated, or at least got Oscar buzz. Yes. Um, was She was the main character, correct? Yeah. No, it's yeah. her and a little girl, I believe. Um, 21 Jump Street she was in. Mm-hmm. Trainwreck. I don't remember that. Uh, she played, what's her name, sister. 
Okay. Um, that movie was a train wreck, except for John Cena. Didn't love it. John Cena's not on our list. Yeah, maybe we'll. <laughs> I I don't know. We'll figure it out. He might have to be he put in the money have that category. Many, he doesn't have that many. But we got to stay on brand. Okay. We'll figure it out. Um, obviously, MCU Captain Marvel, like I mentioned. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one of Tyler's yep. all-time favorite movies. Fucking love it. Um, between the it's t- two ferns, between two ferns, the movie. She's also in Kong Skull Island, ironically. Oh, that's right. Um, and then is in a lot of rotten movies. I mean, I, I didn't even realize this, but just her big MCU movie is Captain Marvel, where she co-stars with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, They're just yeah. side-by-side that whole movie. Um, that has a terrible... Um, Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That does. Because of white men in yes. their 30s. Correct. To okay. 40s. I would say 40s. So when we look at these, when we look at our categories. Yep. Range, biggest role, and consistency. We'll start with range. This is tough because Brie Larson probably has the best performance in terms of, you know, I mean, Samuel Jackson in... Pulp Fiction is obviously, I believe he was nominated for that, or at least that movie, you know. He was. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Okay. But The Room was a fantastic movie, as I've heard, and her, you know, it was kind of carried by her because it was her and the girl in a mm-hmm. room. Yeah, it's, I've heard it's fantastic. And she's also been a superhero, and then she's also been that kind of punk rock and Scott Pilgrim versus yep. the world. She was just a normal, like, high school girl in 21 Jump Street. But it's hard because how much Samuel Jackson has been in. But Samuel just, Jackson in every movie? It's yeah. kind of just Samuel L. Jackson. He just plays himself. He's never played a character. He just shows up and says, you're going to pay me to be me in this movie, but you're going to call me something else. This is the easiest category I've ever seen. Samuel L. Jackson probably has the least range out of everyone on this list just because it's just him. He just shows up to be Samuel L. Jackson. You've got to respect it, though, that people I fucking love it. change their script. You know, Not change their script, but kind of tweak their script where every character is, in essence, a little bit Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, I just it's him. Yeah. It's just him. Yeah. He says motherfucker in the MCU because he's Samuel L. Jackson. No one else is Did saying he really motherfucker. Say motherfucker. Yeah, when he was getting dusted away. He said motherfucker oh, and then yeah. got dusted away. Yeah. No one else is doing that. So we giving this to Brie Larson? It has to. In my Fair. opinion, I, I I love Sam Jackson, don't get me wrong, but she's the much better actress in terms of can do this, 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 and this. Fair enough. Okay, then we go to iconic role. So this one I feel like is a wa- uh, easily Sam Jackson. Because he has a lot of iconic roles. Well, Pulp Fiction, even. I mean, he's got the purple lightsaber. That's iconic. The only person. Um, Like you said, Pulp Fiction. And, I mean, Nick Fury's a big deal. I mean, he co-starred in Brie Larson's biggest kind of character movie. Yep. Um, And I don't want to shit on, you know, Captain Marv. She's my favorite. But, you know, it is worth mentioning. So that brings it to the worst movie. When we compare their bad movies. So if we look at Samuel Jackson, we look at his worst movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of these. Okay. So this is going to be hard. We have Kite with a 0%. That's electric. 2014. Twisted in 2004. <laughs> um, okay, so this is important to note. Kite, he was a lead. He was third and mentioned he's on the poster. Twisted, he was a lead. Second mentioned on the poster. That has a 1%. Strictly Business, 10%. Not a lead. Um, Sphere. He is one of the first three. He's on the poster. That's 11%. Cell, he is on the poster, 11%. The Spirit, he is on the not on the poster. So I, No, he is on the poster. He's second mentioned. ScarJo is actually in that too. Oh. Jumper, he's third mentioned, not on the poster. A lot of these bad movies that he's in, he's on the poster prominently. He, uh, like we said, he's a quantity shooter. He yeah. attaches to everything. There's a reason he's the number one grossing actor of all time, yeah. and that's because he's in shit. 
But then we look at Brie Larson. And this is this is an interesting conversation we need to have. So she has a 0%. Remember the days. Yep. 2007. I don't know how big of a role she played in that. Um, Basmati Blues, 10%. Sleepover, 15%. Tanner Hall, 16%. That only got 5K. That was early in her actor's career. Hoot, 26%. The Trouble with Bliss, 33%. The Gambler, 44%. 10K. Very small movie again. It's it's an interesting conversation, like I said, to have, though. It's like Sam Jackson has more bad, but he also has been in more. So how much can we fault him for that? Like, what is the percentage? What is his batting average of bad compared to Brie Larson's batting average of bad? Yeah. Um, and that's a good question because she has a lot of certified fresh good movies on here. Yeah. If she is in something, it typically is good. Yeah. The Glass Castles, 52%. That was 2017. So while Sam Jackson may be in more good movies, mm-hmm. he's also in a lot more shitty movies. Yeah. Um, It's tough. I, I honestly don't know for this one. Because I have not seen these bad movies hand up. So, hmm. I just think... She's been in bad movies. Most of them have been no names. Some yeah. of them are actually pretty big. Um, with Sam Jackson, you know what you're getting. If there's yeah. one thing about consistency, it's Sam Jackson's going to show up and be Sam Jackson. Yeah. And maybe the movie around it sucks. But in terms of consistency, I, I don't know if he's ever had a non-Sam yeah. Jackson performance. Yeah. I mean, we obviously haven't seen every Sam Jackson movie. Because he's but I feel 95. Like, I feel like in a way we have. <laughs> Are you le- I'm leaning Sam Jackson. I feel bad because he has had more clunkers, but again, he's done more and like he takes risks. Yeah, it's mostly for a paycheck. But it's, it's true. It's not like he's trying like all his bad movies, I'm sure if you watch them, just looking at the poster, like it very much looks like a we're getting Sam Jackson to make a lot of money and that's just the end of the story, you know. Yeah, and again, he's just in a lot of shit. He shows up in the other guys for like five minutes just to die yeah. right away yeah and he's great in it probably got paid like 10 mil because he's just sam jackson so we're going with sam jackson for me it's sam jackson he wins two out of three um he's got the iconic role he's got i agree more consistency i agree moving on to what the are next we gonna round. do if we disagree we we have to come to agreement this is going to be a 10 hour pod call people like we did last time aggressively disagree maybe we have to Moving on, we got the seven seed Chris Hemsworth versus the eight seed Benedict Cumberbatch. So Hemsworth is Thor, Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. My personal favorite. It's true. Um, Cumberbatch isn't in much, so he's the eighth seed. But I think that's a lot because of Doctor Who. Um, yeah, maybe Doctor Who. He's in Star Trek. Um, Star Trek. That's right. Which that definitely gives you a bump there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in nineteen seventeen. Electric movie. Great fucking movie. Albeit he was in the movie for two minutes at the very most. Yeah. Uh, he was in Zoolander 2. The Grinch. The Grinch. That's a good movie. Um, was in Thor Ragnarok. Is counting for him. Okay. Fair. Uh, then we go over to Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Sherlock TV series. Okay. Hemsworth. I'm trying to see. Let me. Um, Benedict's also in 12 Years a Slave. That's worth mentioning. Wreckers. That got a 92%. Not that many reviews, though, so it doesn't really count. He's also in kind of it. He's in a Stephen Hawking biography. He's an unknown character. Um, and then, like you said, the Star <laughs> the Star Trek movies. And then we have uh, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. 
So Thor, he's also in Star Trek, ironically. That's Thor. true. Very small role. He is in, wow, his number one movie, Tomato Mater, uh, 100%, is he was an executive producer. For what? Andy Irons, Kissed by God. Didn't do any box office, so. Okay. Uh, he's in The Cabin in the Woods. He plays Kurt. Rush has an 89%. James Hunt, that did $26 million at the box office. Plays like a, a F1 driver. Uh, he's in Ghostbusters. Shit movie. He's in 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. That movie's fucking terrible. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, In uh, the Heart of a Sea, Black Hat, the, the Men in Black movie. Yeah, the new Men in Black. Red Dawn. Okay, so this is, again, interesting. So first, if we start with Iconic, it's it's Hemsworth. Oh. I think. Now, this is kind of where we have to draw that line. Are we doing... TV, because I feel like Doctor Who's fucking huge in other places. No, no but this is us. I've never seen Doctor Who. Nah, ignore that. It's yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Plus, Doctor Who, they always filter out people. I think. Do they? I think there's, like, multiple Doctor Who's. Okay. I'm um, fine with that. And it's kind of just, he's been around longer in the MCU, and maybe Doctor Strange will one day surpass him. Who knows? But for now, it's Thor. Okay, yeah. Then we go over to range. Now, this is interesting. Because with Benedict Cumberbatch, he's in some good movies, like 12 Years a Slave, 1917. Yeah. I don't know, admittedly, how big of a role he has in 12 Years a Slave. Have not seen that movie. Um, which kind of hurts when we do these things that I haven't it, seen. It would help. Um, but obviously, that was a great movie. Um, or so I've heard. He is mentioned not even in the top. Oh, no, those are producers. It's Cast awesome. and crew. He's mentioned third. Big enough for me. Top three is big enough for me. Like we said, Doctor Who, Star Trek, which Hemsworth also has, 1917, small role. Anyone could have done that. The Imitation Game, that did $91 million. That's a 89%. Um, there's a lot of different movies here. Mm. There is. Like, I mean, The Hobbit, he was in. He was Smog. He was the voice, but The Grinch. That's fun. Penguins of Madagascar. He's Agent Classified. He's in Penguins of Madagascar? Um, the other Hobbit movie, as he was in Mo- Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. That was the other Jungle Book movie that came out. He was uh, Shere Khan. Yep. Yeah, weird that they just released two movies about the same story. <laughs> and Zoolander 2. Hemsworth. Okay, this might be interesting. You you might disagree with me here. And this is my point in favor of Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He was in that terrible Men in Black movie. Mm-hmm. They made a fucking Thor joke in that movie. Yeah, he threw a hammer. And then tried to retrieve it, right? Something like that. I I remember he, like, stuck his hand out, and he was like, oh. Okay. (laughs) If you have to make a joke about his number one role that people know him for in a movie that you don't even own the property for at all, like, that's kind of not a good sign in terms of range, I feel like. Yeah, and even, like, in the Ghostbusters things, like, he played an out-of-place secretary who, like, didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of Thor on Earth not really getting shit and just that same kind of humor. Yeah. Snow um, White and the Huntsman, just kind of like an action. He was also in Vacation. He's tried some things. Rush, very good. Very, very, very good in Rush. Very different, very unique. But that's it. That's really the only one I've seen where he's not playing out-of-place comedy mm-hmm. strong guy. Is that enough to put it over Benedict? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I just wanted to throw it out there and give him some love for it. Okay. But I think it still goes to Benedict, which leads us to – that was for range, right? Yeah. Consistency. It's – I love Hemsworth, but you look at, like, 
Cumberbatch has Zoolander, small role. That Mowgli movie, I mean, voice. The other Boiling Girl, that did 26 million, 43%. Like, none of these are terrible, terrible, terrible percentages. Yeah. Uh, the Hobbit, I mean, 59, but that's kind of like a fan movie. Dr. Seuss, 59. I thought that movie was fine. Um, I don't think it was amazing. But Dr. Seuss? Or The Grinch, sorry. It says Dr. Seuss is The Grinch. Uh-oh. That's why I said that. Yeah, I, no, I thought that movie was good. I like that movie. And then you have Hemsworth, and you have Men in Black. You have Ghostbusters, which ironically has a good score, but we're both shitting on it. <laughs> Snow White and the Huntsman, 49. I mean, Red Dawn, that did 40, 44 million. That got 15%. Um, the Huntsman, is that related to Snow White and the Huntsman? Yes. 19% Men in Black. Vacation, the reboot. I know that was – people didn't like it. Black Hat, 32%. It's it's Cumberbatch. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's Hemsworth has had the hardest time leaving the MCU and making good shit in terms of, like, the big starting characters. Yeah. Like, Chris Evans gone on. RDJ at least has, like, his Sherlock movies and shit. He had stuff before, too, yeah. Yeah, and earlier in his career. Hemsworth has had trouble making good shit outside the MCU. Yeah, and if we... Truth of it. Just do basic math. Cross out the MCU movies. Cross out the Star Trek movies, since they're both in those. Yeah. What What is the... That's a wash. The workload. Not the workload, but, you know, the... What does it point to after that? Yeah. And it's, it's Cumberbatch. All right, like, I like that. I feel like this is going to be a quick one. Chris Evans versus Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Uh, Captain America Whoa, versus man. the new Captain America. He's still Falcon J. Chill out. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, so <laughs> we have Captain America versus Falcon. Yep. Um, Chris Evans is in a lot of good stuff. Correct. Knives Out. He's in Great there, movie. Right? Fucking love that movie. Um, he's in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yep. Albeit a minor role, but still in the movie. One of the Snowpiercer. That's I haven't seen that movie. I've heard great things about it. Very good. It's it's Parasite director Bong Hoon Jo, um, and it's only one that made decent box office was Push in two thousand nine thirty one million. What's your number? Fourteen million twenty three percent. The Perfect Score ten million sixteen percent. Um, hundred fifty seven million hundred fifty four million. The Fantastic Four twenty seven percent or just Fantastic Four? Excuse me. Um, not another teen movie. I'm pretty sure he stuck a banana in his ass. People forget. <laughs> Anthony Mackie, so Falcon. Yes. Uh, Outside the Wire, which was we a movie we actually liked. It's true. I don't think we should probably name that as one of his iconic, but that's fair, or whatever. The Hate You Give, he plays King. That gave a ni- got a ninety seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. That's a big one. I yeah. believe he is has a decent role in that movie. If I'm not mistaken, I've seen that movie once. I'm almost positive he's one of the top guys. Yeah. And it was a long time ago, Ty. Yeah, he's second listed. Jeremy Renner's in that movie. That's right. Oh shit. MCU crossover. Um, uh, did a voice in NBA 2K19. Nice. <laughs> Half Nelson that got ninety percent, two million million dollar baby, a hundred million that got ninety percent. Invet in the inevitable defeat of Mister and Pete. That's actually the movie that Daniel really wants us to watch. He said it's his favorite movie of all time or one of his favorites. I'm intrigued. He's in that Detroit. He's got a lot of fresh movies. Ty, real steel. We go down to his rottens. He's got a 2% crossover, 7 mil. He's a big-time quantity shooter, too. Like, I feel like he hasn't been around that long, but he's been pumping out moves. I, he has credits in 02. He was an 8-mile. Damn, was he really? Yeah. That's crazy. Why does that have a bad audience score? <laughs> okay, so iconic role, we give it to Chris Evans, right? Uh, yeah. Duh. Okay. Captain America. Now, range. 
this is I feel bad for Anthony Mackie because I feel like if we're just going based on our our categories, there are some bigger MCU guys that I feel like Anthony Mackie could absolutely beat. Some higher seeds. Yeah, for sure. Or just some bigger names just based on our categories. The problem is he's coming up against Chris Evans, who has Knives Out, who has Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. who has you know Scott Pilgrim versus the World, who shoved a banana up his ass. He shoved a banana up his ass. He played in two different Marvel um, franchises. Bro. So I had a dream last night, no bullshit, that, um, <laughs> that we were doing something. We were like inside a movie or some bullshit. I don't know. In the movie? Me and you and other people, I don't remember who it was, but we were like sitting in a room and I looked at the door and there was like a crack in the door and I looked through the crack and it was John Krasinski Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. He's just chilling. And like, but he was coming in. Like they were like, oh, you guys have a guest speaker. It's a surprise or whatever. And I saw the surprise and I looked at you and I said, you're never going to believe this. And then he walked in and he was (laughs) Mr. Fantastic and he already had his powers. Okay. And he's like, I got some friends that you guys need to meet. And then I woke up or whatever. I don't remember the rest. But now, I, the reason he was walking through the door is because there was a cameraman behind him. Because that's your intro to introduce any character ever in our theories <laughs> is they walk through the door and you just see like the silhouette or whatever. <laughs> well, you always fucking say. Yep. There's a reason you saw him through the door. Um, I bring that up because what if they brought Chris Evans back to the MCU? To reprise his role as Human Torch. He shows up and he catches on fire and they're like, oh my God, is he Human Torch? And then you find out his name's Mike Hunt. Okay. Why would it be Mike Hunt? Uh, because the Ralph Boner joke with Quicksilver. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whatever. I, I just – I feel like I got to give Chris Evans range. And if we want to dissect bad movies, maybe you could say Mackie has a little bit of advantage. I don't really I, think so. I think that's more of a wash. Yeah. And I, I you just got to win two categories. He's got iconic role. And yeah. he's got the range. I mean, he plays the – Boy Scout, Captain America. He plays the asshole Johnny Storm. He's the asshole in Knives Out. He's the good guy who will do anything in Snowpiercer. A really changed Captain America, too. Range in terms of just that character. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for, yeah, for me, this, unfortunately, while I like Mackie, this is easily Evans. All right, so now we have Paul Bettany versus Tom Holland. So Tom Holland is actually in the movie that we were reviewing today. Chaos now, Walking. Not Chaos Walking. Cherry. Cherry. That's the other one. Now, do we include that movie while talking about movies here, Jay? I because say, that may give away our thoughts on said movie. Let's just hands off on that movie. Okay. Hands off. Let's just talk about his other movies. All right. Um, he is Spider-Man. Yeah. Most nobly. Uh, we reviewed Devil All the Time. Another big performance for him. Good movie. Yeah. Um, Onward. Some would think. Onward with other MCU Chris star. Evan, uh, Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt, excuse me. He is in uh, Doolittle. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is hard because he was discovered pretty much by the MCU. He's in a Spies in Disguise. Don't forget that. Okay. Um, he was discovered, you know, by the it's, MCU, really. Yeah. It's Spider-Man is what kick-started his career into the mainstream. Which is just a great role to kind of – he had five movies – so he had the heart in the heart of the sea. He was Thomas Nickerson, twenty three million. That was twenty fifteen. Then he had a movie called Moments. Doesn't even have a Rotten Tomatoes page. Twenty thirteen. Movie called Lock. One point four million. Twenty thirteen. How I Live Now. Sixty K. Twenty thirteen. And uh, The Impossible. Nineteen million. Twenty two. He was also in that um, one movie about the tsunami, and he was a kid. He obviously wasn't credited for that, I guess. Really? Yeah. It was like a tsunami wiping over their house. Tsunami scare the fuck out of me. We're fine. 
We're no, like but like number people. one, like scariest world disaster that I don't want to be a part of, tsunami. I think a nuke for me. But like that's human create, like natural disaster, like tornado, hurricane, earthquakes. Earth. I mean, I'm earthquakes. I still don't understand how earthquake earthquakes do that much damage. Because it's the fucking earth shaking. Well, yeah, but I'm like, we get rocked a little bit. Like, how bad does it have to be to like really like set San Francisco on fl- fire like it did? Like, and then we have Paul Bettany who plays the Vision. Yep. Um, other movies he's in. Journey's End is his number one Rotten Tomatoes movie that only did 130k. Uh, that got 92. percent Let's look at box office, non MCU box office. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. He is Silas. Silas. Okay. Uh, that was 2006. Um, Solo. He's in Solo. Yep. Deered in Boss. Um, A Knight's Tale. One of my more enjoyed movies that not enough people know about. Fucking fantastic. Movie. I've seen that movie. A Knight's Tale? With Heath Ledger. No, I haven't. Okay. Hand up. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's also in... I just saw one that I, I've heard of. Ty, what did I see that I've heard of? Um, you probably A Beautiful saw Mind. A Beautiful Mind, Jay. In psychology. That's a good movie. Yeah, we did watch that in psychology. Ink Heart. Oh, fuck. That was the movie about the book in fourth grade that I was so excited for, and it was so shit. <laughs> okay, so iconic role again. Knock this quickly out of the way. It's Holland, right? I mean, yeah, he's the most not, yeah. famous it's MCU. Spider-Man. Yeah. It's fucking Spider-Man. I, I don't – Spider-Man's up there with other notable characters we'll get to. Um, that's just, just – that's a huge fucking role. You're going to be known worldwide if you play Spider-Man. Now, if we talk about range – Again, we probably should speed this up a little because we're kind of dragging this on a little bit. Yeah. I feel bad because I feel like Holland has done a lot of rangy stuff. I mean, Spider-Man is different from – but then again, if we look at his other non-MCU movies, it's either voice or in both Cherry, which I know we said we're not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the movie quality, but Cherry and um, – help me out here. Double, Double all, all the, the time. time. Different characters but similar. Absolutely. And his voice character in Onward is very Peter Parker vibes. Yeah. Um, for me, this is Bettany for range. He's played a villain. He's fantastic in WandaVision, which I have to throw in there. Like, the different decades and sitcom shit. Like, he's got the acting chops. Yeah. Um, so it comes down to consistency. Which kind of might help Holland because he doesn't – He's not been in enough to be in a stinker. Whereas we look at Bettany, I mean, he's got a lot of low-rated – I mean, look at his – if you look at his worst Rotten Tomatoes movies, Ty, so he's got – I'm just going to – I'm not going to tell you percentages. He's got Mordecai, Priest – okay, Mordecai only did $7 million. He got Priest, Firewall, Legion, Transcendence, The Taurus, The Da Vinci Code. Inkheart only did $17 million, but I've been doing $20 million up. I'm just going to count that one anyways because it was kind of a decently big movie. Um, and that's it. But all those have rot- – uh, they got made twenty million or more. Besides Inkart, they have rotten Rotten Tomato scores and bad audience scores, which is important. So I, I, while there is a limited body of work, I lean towards Holland, and maybe that'll hurt him in future matchups. Yeah, um, but I think Bettany's been in enough stinkers mm-hmm. where we can give it to Holland. And I think Holland's. Never mind. Not even gonna say that. Moving on. Don Cheadle, six seed, going up against Mark Ruffalo in the eleven seed. So um, Don Cheadle is the second War Machine. Yeah, not even the first one. Um, we cannot count Iron Man one. No, absolutely not. I won't do it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is the disastrous Professor Hulk, but also the good Hulk before that. 
Also, not Edward this Norton. is a funny – yeah, this is a funny matchup. These are both replacement actors. <laughs> I didn't even think about it's that. It's unintentional people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's Hulk. Other movies he's in, uh, 13 Going on 30. Is that what it's called? Ruffalo? What everyone loves? Yeah. Yes. Shutter he's Island. Shutter Island. Which, banger of a movie. Spotlight, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. You Can Count on Me, 95%. Only 9 million. Um. Oh, that's Avengers Endgame. I was like, holy fuck, that movie made a lot of money. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Another good movie. The Kids Are All Right. That did 20 mil, 92%. Zodiac, 89%. Stars in Long Iron Man. Foxcatcher, Collateral. Those are all Collateral and Foxcatcher, 12, 100 million, 87, 86% respectively. Now You See Me. Magic movie. Yeah, I actually like that movie. I do too. Shutter Island, only 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. I love that movie. Um, some bad movies that we could talk about. All the King's Men. Just anything where he's Professor Hulk. View from the top, 15 mil, 14%. Rumor has it, 43 mil. That did 19%. Wind Talkers, 40 million, 33%. Now You See Me Too, 65 million, 33%. So he's got some some big money clunkers and then some low. I'm not really trying to count these like only did 100K and it has bad no, reviews. No, definitely not. You're just kind of starting your acting career on those. Yeah. And then we go to Don Cheadle. He um, is in Oceans. Yep, the Oceans franchise. Very, very side character. Yes, and I didn't even know it was him. I texted you like, remember? I was like, oh, did you know Don Cheadle's in Oceans? Like, I, <laughs> it took me half the movie to be like, is that Don Cheadle? He's got a very thick accent. Um, but he's in Boogie Nights, which I know is a beloved movie. I haven't heard. Okay, or haven't heard, haven't seen. His, his four known four movies on IMDb, I've never seen. What? What? Crash, are The Guard, Hotel, or R- Rwanda, or Wanda. Okay. And Traitor. Um, so, iconic is Hulk, for sure. Yeah, it has to be. Um, in terms of range, I like Ruffalo in a lot of stuff. I don't know if he's rangy, though. 13 going on 30. is probably the only sway away. He just kind of plays the quiet Zodiac, guy. he's like an investigator, is he not? Yeah, maybe. But And now you see me, he's like the double agent cop slash magician okay but he kind of just he's very similar in all of his acting performances yeah they're kind of the quiet shy ish guy i don't know i don't know how to explain it but Cheadle, i i don't know it's hard with Cheadle. so where i'm going to go to is consistency or i feel like it's ruffalo yeah i feel like it this this one's a toss-up in terms of the um, range, mm-hmm. that's a toss-up. But then if we go to consistently consistency, Ruffalo's just had more better movies, more yeah, good he's movies. In a, a lot of good stuff. Not as many really big stinkers. Don Cheadle, I mean, he was in Hotel for Dogs. Um, <laughs> Swordfish didn't do well. Mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just one of those things. Like, this is a weird where our three categories is kind of weird. But I feel like just eye test and everything, it's Ruffalo, right? Yep, I agree. Next category, our three seed. Scarjo herself, Jay. Mm-hmm. Going up against our 14 seed, Josh Brolin, Thanos. Yeah. Um, so Scarlett Johansson's in a lot of stuff. I mean, just a shit ton. Black Widow versus Thanos, as we mentioned. Black Widow dead. Big People dead. By Thanos. Even this is this actor killed her character, and she is now getting a solo movie afterwards. No, she didn't. Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, technically, she committed suicide because of his character. People forget. Jojo Rabbit, she's in. Noted movie that we love. Yep. Her, Marriage Story, The Jungle Book, 
Ghost World, Marvel, The Avengers, Isle of Dogs, Chef. That has good um, score. It's got a uh, John Favreau himself in it. The Horse Whisperer. That's a funny one. Uh, Sing. Remember that movie? That's not the animals. Yeah, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. She's Mindy. She's the a Don John. You ever seen Don John? No. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's addicted to porn, and he just beats off all the time. <laughs> and that's his girlfriend who is tired of him beating off all the time. Very thick accent. We bought a zoo. Hitchcock. Remember okay. that movie? Um, Hitch- she's in Hitchcock. That's what it says. Wait. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I thought of Hitch with Will Smith and Hancock with Will Smith, and took those together for oh. Hitchcock. That's actually what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I was thinking of the movie Hancock. <laughs> um, Hitchcock's about Alfred Hitchcock. So and we then, have that. Brolin. Obviously, he's Thanos. Uh, no Country for Old Men is another movie he's in that, that's very, very good. Milk. Um, was in True Grit. The Goonies, I believe. Yeah. Sicario. Uh, years ago. Okay, Sicario, yeah. True Grit's got a 95%. It made $171 million. Good movie. No Country um, for Old Men is also a very good movie. Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. Plays Cable. He's in two different characters in the now Marvel universe-ish. Men in Black 3 he was in. Yep. Plays the young version of uh, the other guy, Tommy, G- Tommy Lee Jones. So what is Scarlett Johansson's most iconic role? I mean, I guess it's Black Widow, but... Uh, and what is Josh Brolin's? Thanos? Yeah. Who are we giving that nod to? That's interesting. Because Black Widow, up until after she died, and the movie's not even out yet, hasn't she's been a, a kind of a side character. You know what I mean? Like a side hero. She just showed up in Iron Man 2. Um, she's just there. She's there in Avengers. She's there, in, she's there in all the fucking movies. And Thanos is iconic almost because, not even Brolin, just because of Thanos in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if I have to choose, I would go... ScarJo. That probably has to do with CGI and shit too. Her being herself yeah. and Thanos kind of being, I mean, I I guess I say voice role, but he was the one with the shit on. Yeah, like it's not a voice role. He was on set. Or is his character in the Goonies the most iconic? But in, in uh, the Goonies so, only did nine hundred thirty-five thousand. That's crazy. That is crazy. My one thing with this is I can give a push on that and go to range. Yeah, it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, go to consistency. It's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh Brolin's got good movies, though. It's just kind of he, he came does. up against a powerhouse, if we're being honest, in this category. Absolutely. Uh, he's got fantastic movies, but, like, you know, Scarlett Johansson's been in everything, and everything she's in is good. Yeah. I, she's a quantity and quality shooter. Yeah. It's tough. Um, moving on, we have the, the MCU love duo themselves. Zoe Saldana, number seven, mm-hmm. going up against Chris Pratt at number ten. Uh, Zoe Saldana in two highest grossing movies of all time with Avatar and Avengers. Also in Star Trek. Also in Star Trek, okay. She's in The Missing Link. That actually got like Oscar buzz, I believe. Um, she was the voice. Adelina Fortnite. Okay. Yeah, Victory Fortnite. I fucked it up. <laughs> I was about to sing that Fortnite song, and I just absolutely <laughs> fucked it up. You did. Zoe Saldana is third credited in that movie, by the way. Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Forgot that he was uh, in that movie. He's oh. not on our list. <laughs> Oh, um, the Book of Life. Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't even remember her in that, and that's kind of it. Oh yeah, she played a smaller role. I want to say, guess who? Is that a movie about the board game? 
Maybe. I've in 2005. Fuck if I know. Uh, Chris Pratt, though. Peter Quill, Guardians. Yep. Um, the Lego movie. Yep. Voice role, but banger of an animated movie. Jurassic World. Jurassic World, huge franchise. He's known for Parks and Rec, I think. While it is a TV show, that's probably what people know him most for. He's also in Her. Um, he is in Her. He works with. Um, He's in Moneyball. Phoenix. He plays a shitty. Oh, who does he play? Scott something. Yeah. Tennerman. Scott Haddenberg. I have it right here. Rex. So I'll count it a little bit here. Like, you know, the second most popular single cam show of all time behind The Office. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. Like, it's, it's just it's Pratt for biggest role easily. And I think for, well, range, I don't know. Range, I feel like we could probably give it to Saldana. Because Pratt's kind of just a little bit of himself and everything. I mean, I haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty, but Moneyball's such a small role. You've seen her. I don't know how he is in her. I, he's kind of the goofy co-worker. So he's like. He's more serious, but he's still. I think we would give range to Saldana for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, but we go to like bad movies. I mean, Pratt, movie 43, like you mentioned. Passengers was really bad. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I was actually intrigued in that movie and it got shit reviews. Yeah. Pride War, uh, Bride Wars, excuse me, did 58 million with an 11%. Now, does Saldana have any bad movies? Because Pratt's in a lot of other stuff that I enjoy. Jennifer's Body. Remember that movie? This movie or Megan Fox. It's like the lesbian vampire or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if she was actually Man- lesbian. Amanda. Um, Zoe Saldana, Crossroads, she kit 37 million. That got a fourteen percent. A lot of her low rated as small movies. Columbiana, thirty six million. That did twenty seven. Takers, fifty seven million. Twenty eight. I just feel like with Saldana, it's even if she is in good movies, like she's smaller roles. Yeah. So it's hard to give her like that kind of edge. Like she's always good in something when she's not really participating a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So my my vote would be Pratt. I agree. All right, Pratt moving on. <sighs> I'm not excited for this one. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. versus Chadwick Boseman. RDJ, um, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Rest in peace. So we look at Robert Downey Jr. He had a lot of shit when he was younger. Yeah. Um, which I don't have in front of me, but I know he did. Yeah. He was a he was a young heartthrob. Some would say, Jay. Shortcuts six million ninety five percent. Um, let's just look at his box office. That's a lot of MCU. Sherlock Holmes, Tropic Thunder. Yep. Due Date, which I thought was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Back to School, eighty six percent. That did eighty nine million in nineteen eighty six. That's a lot of money back then. Do a little. Um, Sherlock Holmes, The Shaggy Dog. He's in The Shaggy Dog. Oh shit! I know that. The Judge. I think his dad's a judge in that. Zodiac. We brought up earlier. Look, I'm gonna cut to the chase. My dad, when I told him all the actors, he thought RDJ was going to be in the final four for us and potentially win because he's Iron Man. And he's the face of the MCU. And I know Chadwick has a lot of – he's iconic in his own right because of the barriers that his character broke down. You know what I mean? First uh, black superhero. You know, first you know Black Panther obviously was the first created. And then unless we're counting Blade, which, I mean, is kind of. But the first mainstream black superhero was Black Panther. For sure. Um, which is just absurd that it took until 2018 for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I'm just missing someone, but... It's probably Blade. Sam Jackson in Incredibles. 
Yeah, but <laughs> it's not his own movie. Like. So while Chadwick's iconic in his own right, I feel like RDJ does probably get the nod. It's because it's Iron Man. It's I mean, he's the face huge, of the biggest franchise in the history of cinema. Yes, but we look at range, and I know RDJ was in a lot of stuff before us, and we're probably not giving him credit. But you just look at what Chadwick did. He wasn't a volume shooter like we've been saying. Mm-mm. But God damn, is he a, a, a quality shooter? I mean, Mulraney's Black Bottom, um, haven't seen personally. I want to watch it. He just won a Golden Globe for that. Yeah, getting Oscar buzz. For sure. Black Panther got nominated for an Oscar, Speaks whether or not, itself. you know. Uh, Defive Bloods, I know that was 92%. I know that was well-received. He played Jackie Robinson in 42. Fuck 42. Like. He played uh, James Brown in Get On Up. He played Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. He was in Draft Day. Um, 21 Bridges actually didn't do good critically. I thought that got a ward buzz. Am I just tripping? Yeah. No, that one definitely didn't. He, for range, it's not even remotely close. It's Bozeman. Yeah. Consistency, I also lead towards Bozeman. And this is one of the things where he just wasn't in a lot. Yeah. Like, if he's in something, it's good, typically. I mean, 21 Bridges, 53%, but it's still got a 91 audience. Okay. Message from the King 2016 doesn't have a box office. Okay, so. He was a character and executive producer. Uh, the Kill Hole, 2012, doesn't have a box office. Mm-hmm. And then you have his worst movie would be Gods of Egypt, 2016, did 31 million. He was Thoth. That's a pretty uh, lame name. That Oh, wow. You know who else is in that movie? Who? Walking Phoenix. No, that's not Walking Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like Walking Phoenix, but it's not Walking Phoenix. He is the third credited in that movie. Um, so that's a stinker. That is a stinker. Yep, fair. But the rest isn't. And then you look at RDJ, and it's like, outside of the MCU, what do you really know from him from, you know, Sherlock Holmes, whatever? But that's not a fantastic movie. Johnny B. Good has a 0% made $15 million. Doolittle. Doolittle. Um, friends in... His uh, first thing since being in the MCU, like, I mean, he had the Sherlock movies, which was almost, I think, side by side, the first Iron Man. Yeah. Um, but, like, leaving MCU, and then, like, I'm going to star in this movie, and it's just awful. Air America, 13%. That did 29 mil. Gothica. 59 million, 15%. In Dreams, 11 mil, did 24%. Uh, U.S. Marshals, 57 million, 25%. The Shaggy Dog, which I personally love, so I'm not going to mention <laughs> it. Um, it. It's it's Bozeman. It's fucking Due Date, which I also enjoy, but it's just a stupid comedy movie. Yep. And he, again, like he just plays himself, and while those movies are okay, it's he's very iconic. He, I mean, he would dominate that category. Yeah. But we're looking for more than just MCU shit here. And Tropic Thunder is worth mentioning and all those things. And there definitely are people in this first round he would have beaten. Easily. Easily would have beaten a lot of these people. But Chadwick's... <laughs> There's people who made it to the second round who I think he would have easily beaten. Yeah. It's just a tough matchup here. Yeah. Um, because, again, I love Tropic Thunder. Yeah. It does blackface. Yeah. And it's still good. Fuck, we're going through... Okay, we got to pick up the pace because we've only done one of these. We're doing two of these. We're already 50 minutes in. Yeah. I We may just have to put a timestamp at the beginning. Like, hey, if you just want to listen to Cherry, go to this time. Uh, okay, let's just rattle this off then. We don't yep. have to mention movies that they're in. Sam Jackson, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Range, Cumberbatch. Yep. Iconic, Jackson. Yep. Consistency. That's another tough one because Sam Jackson's just a volume shooter. Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch, really haven't seen him in shit. He's good in what he have, I have seen him in. Uh, I, I feel like I lean towards Samuel. I would agree. Because you made a point first round. You kind of know what you're going to get. I, I would agree with that. 
Sorry to Benedict. I like Benedict. I feel like if we were British, he would wipe this fucking bracket off the board. Fair. But we're Americans. We like Sam Jackson saying motherfucker. <laughs> Chris Evans, Tom Holland. Uh, range. I mean, while I like Tom Holland and the stuff he's in, I, I Evans. He's Evans done more. Iconic role. Uh, it's, it's a toss. It's up. fucking close because it's Spider Man, but then there's fucking Captain America. But here's the point I'd bring up before we even get into bad movies that might decide it. Spider Man was popular not because of Tom Holland. Correct. Captain America is popular because of what Chris Evans did with that character. And I would agree with that. Besides the hardcore comic book fans, obviously. So I'd say give Chris Evans those two, and we could debate consistency all we want. It doesn't matter. It's Chris Evans. Yep, I would agree. Chris Evans moving on. I feel like this is something where Tom Holland's lack of quality, like quantity, yeah. is is going to work against him. Yeah. Um, next round, Mark Ruffalo versus Scarlett Johansson. This one for me, range. It's uh, Scarjo consistency. Yep. Scarjo and even iconic role, probably Scarjo. I fucking love Hulk though. I do too, but I hate Professor Hulk, <laughs> so it, it tainted it. It tainted it a lot. Okay, Chris Pratt versus Chadwick Boseman. Iconic is Star Lord bigger than Black Panther? I don't think no, so. He's not. And even though Jurassic World is huge, I think the cultural impact of Black Panther is probably bigger. I agree, especially because Jurassic World's not even a new thing. It's a reboot that he's just kind of piggybacking off of. Yeah. I agree with that. And then we look at range, it's and not that just close. nails it for Chadwick. We look at consistency, that nails it for Chadwick. Yep. Yep, I would agree. One. This is the issue with RDJ going up against him in the first round is he wipes through another guy who made it. Yeah. And Chris um, Pratt was in my top ten actors of the decade when we did that list. He was. Um, notably, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson were in mind, Jay. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Samuel L. Jackson versus Chris Evans. So, range, it's Evans. Yeah. Iconic role, I think it's Evans. I think Cap is bigger than Pulp Fiction and yeah. bigger than Nick Fury. Yeah, I, it's hard to disagree. And consistency, I, again, you know what you're getting with Sam Jackson. But you also – Chris Evans doesn't have that many super stinkers. Yes. And he's good in a lot of stuff, so I yes. feel like that gives him the edge. Well, I love Sam Jackson. Um, it's It's tough. Yeah. It's tough not to go with Evans here. Now this is one I'm not excited for. This is this is tough. <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson going up against Chadwick Boseman. Now you know we've talked about it. These are both great actors, range wise, actor and actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had to go range, just from all the stuff I've seen and whatnot, I, I lean towards Scarlett Johansson. But Chadwick Boseman's great as T'Challa. He's great as Jackie Robinson. Um, everything I've seen him in, he's good. A- and they are different. Don't get me wrong. I, I agree with Scar jo. She has more range. I agree. Iconic, I'd give to Chadwick. Yep, I think I'd agree with that. Black Panther alone is more iconic. But if we look at it in a lump sum, which if Chadwick moves on, we might have to, the people he's played are just iconic throughout American history. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he did that intentionally. But, I mean, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, and then uh, he became, uh, he made T'Challa an iconic character. There's going to be a movie in the future where someone plays Chadwick Boseman, and that's an iconic character that is up there with these guys that he played. Think about that. That gave me chills. <laughs> There's going to be an iconic character playing Chadwick Boseman yes. one day. And then we have consistency, which is brutal because Boseman, while he hasn't not made in anything a lot, bad, he's not in a lot. But it's all pretty fucking good. 21 Bridges, which high audience score. Yeah. I haven't seen, so I can't say. With that being said, Scarlett Johansson, 
she's a volume shooter too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I can't off the top of my head think of a stinker she's been in. Yeah, but could you have thought of the stinker that Chadwick was in? You know what I mean? Like you've probably never heard of that movie, Gods of Egypt. No, but I, I'm literally, I'm still sitting here thinking, bad movie Scarlett Johansson's been in. What about the one where was she in that one movie where she found out she could use 100 percent of her mind? Oh, Lucy. Yeah, wasn't that 67? That's not terrible. Okay, so yeah, it's an okay movie, but I'll tell you her biggest marriage story. I mean, you know, say what you will about it. Uh, Lost in Translation, the, Jojo Rabbit. The first bat rot movie I recognize on her list is Home Alone three. Um, I've never seen it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. So while I just in terms of consistency, I think they both don't make bad movies, and she made a lot more. Which sucks, but that's just my thought process. Tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, Marriage Story, her Isle of Dogs. I think they both have a great batting average. She's just been having a great batting average for 12 seasons now. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, That's just my thought process on it. it, It's just a shame that Chadwick, he was putting together such a a fantastic career. Yeah, and he, he got a real late start. Yeah, um, because I—I I mean, honestly, if you would have asked me when he showed up in Civil War as T'Challa, I'm like, oh, he's like 25. He was like 40. Yeah, I think he passed away at 43, so he's probably like 38. 39. Yeah, like he looked a lot older than he was, and he did not, you know, start his acting career very young. It's um, a shame. It's just a shame because he would have made so much more great stuff. But I mean, it sucks because he got a late start and then was cut short. Yeah, and he's in that small amount of time, he did so much incredible shit um it does suck so scarjo moves on chris evans who's gonna win the mcu bracket <sighs> chris evans versus scarlett johansson the first one we can get out of the way iconic is evans i agree he's lucky he didn't come up against anyone who had a more iconic character the only one was spider-man but again i kind of i feel like i made a good point there so you did I mean, he snuck by a couple he didn't come up against the iron man he didn't come up but he's kind of number two in the mcu so that makes sense yeah yeah so never mind um and i mean him and rdj both made those characters yeah so um so then we have range and consistency this is tough it's very tough (laughs) i love both these actors hand up i've seen more scarjo stuff okay so i probably lean scarjo but i've heard great things about knives out i've heard great things about snowpiercer i've seen scott pilgrim versus the world and he's definitely different in that but i love jojo rabbit and i I don't know, man. The, I I might just – honestly, I know this isn't good, but I might just let you pick because I don't have an opinion either way. And I know you like both these actors. You've seen a lot of their work. So I'm going to hand up. It's up to you, Ty. So it's tough, man, because Chris Evans is really good in a lot of stuff, but he doesn't have the body of work Scarlett Johansson does either. Yeah, he's been in some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but outside of the MCU, not even remotely as close as ScarJo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great comedic wise. He's great serious, but Scarlett Johansson's a very good serious actress. Yeah, um, I can't necessarily off the top of my head think of a comedy role necessarily, mm-hmm. but she's had more lighthearted. I guess Jojo Rabbit was kind of comedic yeah. in its own dark kind of way. Yeah, um, Don John she plays this over the top like New Jersey accent. Mm-hmm. It's it's comedic in its own way. 
Um, I lean towards Scarlett Johansson for range and consistency. Okay. I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. Chris Evans, again, I feel like this is two people who make good movies mm-hmm. most of the time. It's just hard to go up against so many good movies she's in. I think Chris Evans does have a little bit more like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I know you liked the first Fantastic Four movies, but they are still and movies. There are some bigger movies that he's in that weren't great. Yeah. And ScarJo, you know, the movies she was bad in, none of them were really like that big. They were just kind of low projects, you know. And the big movies she's in typically are hits. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson winning our MCU bracket. So how we're uh, I'll explain after. Um, so we're gonna go over the awards category. We're gonna kind of blaze through awards. I'm gonna be honest because we're already at an hour. I want to try to keep this at hour 45, um, which might be hard. Um, we're just gonna mention the movies we have written down on our spreadsheets. Hi, instead of going through the the collective list, uh, we okay. can mention any movies that come off the top of our heads. Um, Bradley Cooper, also an MCU actor, coming up against Ryan Gosling, one sixteen seed here. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, that is his award-winning movie. Obviously, he's in a lot of other stuff. Director, too, for that. Props oh, really? Him. Doesn't count. Yeah, he directed that movie. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure you... Yeah, I don't know, if, like, right, direct, star, or whatever, but I'm almost positive he directed and starred. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, that was the movie he got buzzed for. He's also in The Hangover. Great comedy. One um, of the best comedies of the 2010-ish era. 2000s. That was the 2000s? It was late. I think it was 2009. It was like the last of the Mohicans. Oh. Um, Is he in that movie too? I don't believe so. Silver Linings Playbook as well. Another fantastic fucking movie. Now, Ryan Gosling, I know you're a Ryan Gosling guy. So he's in La La Land. He is. He's He's in in Crazy Crazy Stupid Stupid Love. Love. Fantastic. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Um, The Nice Guys, which is another good movie. Oh, Bradley Cooper, Limitless. Takes the pill. Has Mm -hmm. no limits. So just Project Power? (laughs) okay iconic role what is bradley cooper's most iconic role in terms of pop culture is it hangover it's hangover it might be stars born just because of the musical impact yeah and him having the song with gaga that was a fucking chart you know charted song that is true that charted um i i think think he i think it's still over gosling personally i would agree just because bradley cooper's such a much like he's a huge, way bigger name. I feel like, and that is because of his iconic. This, yeah. I, I just think if we're going name alone, what we'll probably goes to Cooper. Okay. Um, range. He's great comedic actor. Yeah. Does the voice of Rocket in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, Star is born very serious. Yeah. Very I've never seen very it, yeah. different, but very serious. Very. He's a fucking alcoholic addict who like his life falling apart and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, very good performance. Um, just as other stuff here, we have American Sniper, Chris Kyle. Oh yeah, we another good performance. That. Silver Linings Playbook, Limitless, American I, Hustle. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, weird Wedding weird Crasher. Crasher. He is in the Wedding Crashers. That's right. He plays the asshole boyfriend. He's in War Dogs, A Team. Is he in Joker? It says he's in Joker. I, I don't, don't think he's that. in Joker. Yeah, I'm on his Rotten Tomatoes page, and it's not popping up. Look, I know you love Ryan Gosling, and I know La La Land is kind of its own creature in upon itself compared to the movies Bradley Cooper's done. But they're both musical in their own right. Um, yeah. I I just lean Bradley Cooper, honestly. I do, too. I, and 
while I love Gosling, Cooper won my actor of the decade thing, if you remember. So, Oh, did it? Did he? Yeah, I, I fucking love Bradley Cooper as well. Oh, so he's going to win this whole thing. This is just a painful... This is just a painful matchup for me first round because Brian Gosling doesn't get the love he deserves. Absolute liability at cornerback in Remember the Titans. <laughs> Robert De Niro coming up against Angelina Jolie. So De Niro is a classic. Yeah. Been old movies. A lot of stuff. That uh, I've never seen. Irishman recently. Taxi Driver. Goodfellas. He's in Godfather Part 2. Uh, Meet the Fockers. Casino. He he was he Las won. Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> the jo- uh, Joker. He wasn't Joker. He got his brains fucking blown out. Um, how about a little bit of um, Raging Bull, which he won Best Actor for. Uh, Meet the Fockers franchise. Uh, I think that started at Meet the Parents, but that franchise. Yeah, I think you're right. He's also in Silver Linings Playbook. Look, man. I know that Robert De Niro kind of missed our sweet spot. Yeah. In terms of when he was the best, and we've kind of seen him in a lot of not-so-great stuff. For sure. And I, f- I, I don't want to cheat through our categories, but if we look at it, I mean, Angelina Jolie is a big name. But Maleficent is probably Maleficent, her biggest Maleficent, she was in Tomb Raider. Uh, Wanted, they curve a bullet. By the Sea. I, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, I think consistency goes to Jolie. I think range and iconicness goes to De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just getting through it. Yeah. No, 100%. Brad Pitt versus George Clooney. Uh, both in the Oceans franchise, right? Correct. Um, Brad Pitt was obviously nominated for Tell Me. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was also in other notable movies, such as? Um, Ad Astra. Mr. and Mrs. Jones with Angelina Jolie. World War Z. Moneyball. Personal favorite of mine. Less Curious movie. Case of Benjamin Button and Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards. One of my favorite movies of all time. And then George Clooney, who was actually, I think, really good in the Oceans movies, which I just, which I just recently watched a few weeks ago. Fantastic. Um, really good in it. Really charismatic, compelling. Uh, he won the Oscar for what movie again? Ah, uh, fuck, man. It's okay. Uh, he's in The Descendants. Gravity. Yeah. Tomorrowland. I forgot about that movie. He was. Money Monster. That was a weird movie. Look, let's just be honest. Brad Pitt. It, it's Pitt. I mean, Moneyball, 12 Years a Slave, all these movies. He's just he's got a he's got a murderer's row of movies. And George Clooney, while iconic, while very handsome, does not get past Brad Pitt, who is also very handsome. Yeah, I mean, this has to be the two most attractive gentlemen on the list. Then <laughs> we have Matt Damon coming up against Emma Stone. Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, uh, I don't believe he won, but that movie was nominated at least. Uh, the Martian, mm, banger of a movie. I just watched the last fifteen movie minutes of a movie called The Town last night. It's a good movie. Isn't that where they rob banks? Yeah, and he robbed like Fenway Park at the end. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, very good in that. He's in the Bourne franchise. The talented Mr. Ripley. I forgot about the Bourne franchise. We bought a zoo. That's a big deal. Interstellar. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in Interstellar and The Martian. Interstellar, he's like, um, he's small role. Small role Interstellar. He just likes hanging out in space. Um, and a lot of more like indie films earlier in his career, too. Uh, Chasing Amy mm-hmm. with uh, Motherfucker, what's his name? Batman. Michael Keaton. No. Christian Bale. No. George Clooney. No. <laughs> Adam West. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Edward Pattinson. Nope. 
You've named all but the Robert one. Robert Pattinson. Batman actors. Ben Affleck. There we go. Oh, the most recent one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emma Stone. She's in The Amazing Spider-Man. She's in, Oh, yeah, the reboot of the Spider-Man. She's in Zombieland. Gwen, not Gwen Stacy. The other one. No, she is Gwen Stacy. La La Land. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, she's in Zombieland, too. The Help. The um, Favorite. Super Bad. Easy A. The Croods. Spider-Man Homecoming. That's just not right. Yeah, I don't think so. Birdman. She was nominated for that, I believe. She wasn't in. Look, I know you love La La Land. It's an incredible film. It's a benchmark in movie making. Iconic. I feel like Good Will Hunting is an iconic movie in upon itself. Oh, also in Crazy Stupid Love. People forget. I said that. I feel like, is Jason Bourne Matt Damon's most iconic role? Because everyone just says, you know how many times I've heard, oh my God, it's Jason Bourne? I think it's Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne, but you I've heard you. it too many many times. Whatever. <laughs> is that bigger than anything Emma Stone's done? Yeah, La La Land's a fantastic movie, but who uh, Yeah. What's Pop Quiz, or I don't know if you're looking. What's Emma Stone's character's name in La La Land? Ooh. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know her yeah. Exactly. I feel like I could have known that. That's on me. <laughs> Oh, well. So I feel like I lean Damon. Yeah, I mean, he's got a whole franchise. Yeah. You get a franchise that makes shit ton of money, it's you get it. Range? I lean towards Emma Stone. That's fair. Um, Matt I'm Damon, fine with that. Matt Damon's an enjoyable human being to see on screen, mm-hmm. but he just he's just Matt Damon on screen. Yeah. It's- also in the MCU. He plays yeah. fake Loki in a play. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, but if we go to consistency, you're gonna have to tell me the Matt, bad Matt Damon movies. Emma Stone's in movie 43. She's in Marmaduke, which did nine percent, did 33 million in the box office. She's in Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Remember that movie? 52 million and 28 okay. percent. Uh, Gangster Squad, 31 percent, 46 million. The House Bunny, 48 million, 43 percent. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 51 percent, oh, wow. 202 million. Um, then we look at Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. We have. That one wasn't released. I, I'm just going down the list here. 28% Suburbicon, 47% Downsizing, 54% Jason Bourne, kind of on the edge. The Great Wall, that movie was bad, 35%. Um, 30% The Monuments Men. But, okay, so here's my one point for Matt Damon, is I feel like Easy A, unless I'm just mistaken, <laughs> her character name in The Help was Skeeter. Remember Skeeter. I do remember Skeeter. Um, her like I feel like the only movie that I is like for sure her movie is Easy A. Am I? La La Land is. But I mean that's co-starring. Yeah, I guess uh, the help is hers. Mm. Um, side character in Superbad's, uh, the star in Easy A. Damon's the main in Goodwill Hunting. He's the main in The Martian. He's also in Oceans. He is also an ocean. Everyone's in fucking oceans. <laughs> it's a great movie, though. I don't I, know. I I think she does have more supporting roles than, like, the one she's known for, La La Land Co., which I, I give to her as a co. Um, Birdman side character and, you know, Zombieland sc- side character. Um, I think she's been in some worse movies well and if we're looking at consistency crazy stupid love small care small side character 30 of matt damon's 
48 movies on this list, on this Rotten Tomatoes list, are fresh. That's a pretty good percentage. That's a really good percentage. 30 out of 48 is pretty good. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll go Damon. Cool. I think he – honestly, if it wasn't for the Bourne franchise, I there maybe was an argument, but I forgot about that. Yeah. You get your own franchise, you get bumped up. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Hugh Jackman at 6 against Christian Bale at 11. So I'm just going to jump straight into Iconic because this is – we talked about how Bale's going to dominate the Iconic thing. <laughs> this is the one person that he actually has a fight against. You're right. I said it's, it before. I was like, he's just going to win this every time. And then we look at the first round matchup. That's fucking Wolverine. Batman versus Wolverine. It's electric. You know how many comic book fans have they just dreamed about that? Nutted so hard. I think it's Batman. I mean, it's fucking Batman. For Iconic? Uh, my one argument is there's been a lot of Batmans. That's there's true. been one Wolverine. That's And everyone's that's biggest issue point. is how do you replace Wolverine? Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. They that's fucking sure as shit replace Batman. That's a good point. So time. iconic, I'd absolutely, absolutely go Hugh Jackman. Is Logan the same Wolverine, or is that like a bullshit? No, it's the same one. Spin-off universe. It's it's old man Logan. It's supposed to take place in the future. Yeah, so, I, I'd agree. I'd um, agree. Range, it's Christian Bale. Consistency, it's Christian Bale. <laughs> you think so? Hugh Jackman's in some good stuff. He's in some stinkers too, though. Yeah, he has a ball sack chin in movie forty three. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. Christian Bale, moving on. Next up, we have Johnny Depp versus Denzel Washington. Um, <laughs> Can you say that again? Johnny Depp versus Denzel Washington. He said Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington. <laughs> Look, again, this is Johnny Depp, just the nature of his – of our categories. I think he might win this whole thing, even though he's not the best actor in this because think about it. Just based on our categories, you have range. There's nobody more rangy than Johnny Depp. He does everything. <laughs> he's fucking Jack Now, with Sparrow, that being said, he's Willy Wonka. He's, he's Edward Scissorhands. But when Willy Wonka is a shit movie, <laughs> that should not give him any points. He, I refuse to give him credit for Willy Wonka. <laughs> but he's he's just done a lot of, like, weird characters. Range, I, yeah, it's it's Depp. He's, he's fucking out there. Fantastic Beast, even though he got fired for that. Sweeney Todd, Dark Shadows. You go to Cry Iconic. Baby. You go to Iconic, he's got, like, three that beat out Denzel's one. Yeah, Pirates. I mean, Sweeney Todd. Is Edward Scissorhand. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Sweeney Todd's another movie he's been Willy in. Willy Wonka. No, fuck Willy Wonka. He's, he's also the Mad credit. Hatter. Yep, he's in the Alice in Wonderland movies. Um, consistency, maybe I go Washington. It, definitely Denzel. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but Johnny Depp moves on. Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yep, banger of a movie. She does a lot of fucking drugs. <laughs> That's an interesting matchup. Oh, Bale brother. Depp. We'll get to that. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it's the first round matchup I don't like. Versus Jennifer Lawrence. So I think Jennifer Lawrence is the most underappreciated actress in Hollywood. You're not wrong. She's With that being said, she may be a first round boot right now, too. She's got the big franchise. She's got the Oscars, both in um, Hustlers. Or not Hustlers. Is that what that movie's called? American Hustle. And in the movie you like. Silver Linings Playbook. Yep. Um, she's got those. She's got the big franchise. She was in an X Men movie. Yeah, and she's like. But with that being said, the shitty X Men movies. I think she might have been my number one actress of the decade. I could be wrong. She was on my list. I don't think she was up there. But then we're coming up against DiCaprio, who's everyone's like favorite. And while DiCaprio, I don't necessarily think has, like, The Wolf of Wall Street's probably his iconic role. Mm -hmm. 
I think just Leonardo DiCaprio himself is iconic. Yeah, but in terms of our category, I think I just give an iconic role to Lawrence because she has both the franchise, X Men, well, and Hunger Games. I mean, no, I'm saying Hunger yeah. Games. I don't even count X Men. It's, I think Hunger Games, it's really big, and she's the face huge. of that. Yeah. But we get to range, and we get to consistency. Consistency right away is DiCaprio. He's n- really not in bad movies. He don't know what they are. I mean, he doesn't know what a bad movie is, Jay. What, his worst movie is probably what we do, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which still got Oscar buzz and won stuff? Yeah, I don't even know if that's considered a bad movie. He's fucking incredible in that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I thought you said you didn't like it. I didn't like the movie itself. He's incredible in it, though. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in some bad X-Men movies, um, House at the End of the Street, uh, Passengers, Dark, Dark Phoenix is part of it, um, Passengers, Red Sparrow, but she's also in some good movies. She's got a lot, her, she's mostly fresh percentage, but still, that's DiCaprio. He doesn't really make bad movies. Mm-mm. Now that brings us to range. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's Leo. It's Leo. It Gen- has to be. Jennifer Lawrence has range, but Leo's played, and the way he plays characters, he like, he is the character. Yeah, I mean, you look at Django, and what he does in that movie as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know he actually uh, slices hands yes. in that movie? Jay? Yeah. Did you know Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford <laughs> are high school teammates? <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, he does that, and then you go to the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you go to Shutter Island, where he's losing his fucking mind. Catch um, Me If You Can, which I've heard is fantastic. Yeah. Titanic. Titanic, another iconic. The Departed. Who's eating Gilbert Grape? Um, what was the one he fucking won for, where he's, like, in the... Revenant. Yeah. The one no one even talks about. Yeah. So stupid. Great Gatsby. Gatsby. Inception. Fuck, I love it. I, he's so good. I, I don't know. Great Gatsby actually got a 48%, which is kind of... I don't care. I'm not going to say anything else to DiCaprio. His worst acting movie is The Beach, 20%. That actually did stuff. That wasn't like an indie project. That did no, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, so DiCaprio moves on. Sorry, Again, Jennifer Lawrence. Most underrated actress in Hollywood. She came up. I think actually DiCaprio was my number one actor of the decade, so that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Tom Hanks oh. versus Joaquin Phoenix. Iconic right away. Got to be Hanks, right? I mean, Forrest Gump is a top. 10 movie character of all time or even woody yeah i just went to forrest gump because it's actually it's just him both of those are better than joaquin i mean joaquin's is probably joker which... it is joker and that's so fresh and new that yeah there's been other he's not even the best joker yeah so yeah it's hanks um range is phoenix it's no question about it range is he's fucking insane he's weird but goddamn can he act and tom hanks has good range too it's just not walking phoenix range yeah then we get into consistency. So, I think... I don't know how much Joaquin Phoenix has been in. That's the problem here. And Tom Hanks is kind of a volume shooter. He's got a lot of good movies. I mean, you think of the Toy Story franchise, which he's voice acting, but Now we See Me, Now You See Me, or Catch Me If You Can, I mean, excuse me, which I just mentioned. Um, uh, Castaway, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Forrest Gump, which we both said is kind of overrated a little bit, but iconic. still iconic. Um uh, the, the, the Mr. Rogers movie yep. that just came out. All the these one, movies. The one where he lands on the, the, the river. Solely. Yeah. That guy. You look at Joaquin. He's got her. Hotel Rwanda, which we mentioned earlier. Parenthood did $99 million with a 91%. Gladiator. Gladiator. The Master, which he won an award for, I believe. Uh, Walk the Line, where he plays Johnny Cash. Let's look at the bad movies, since we're talking about consistency. Yeah, go for it. And the Joker again. 
He has one movie, two movies, three movies. (laughs) Okay, so he's got some movies. He's got that did actual box office that weren't just small and were bad. Eight mm, eight millimeters. He was Max California, thirty six mil, twenty two percent, nineteen ninety nine. He did Brother Bear, eighty five mil. That got thirty seven percent. That's no, I refuse to do that. I fucking loved that movie growing up. Uh. Ladder 49, 74 million, but it has an 81 audience, 41%. I don't even count. 2004. And The Village, 114 million, 43%. He's also in, uh, let's not forget, Signs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the the one racist dude. Who? The star of Signs. I can't think of his name. I don't know. They make fun of him in South Park for the Jesus movie. Mel Gibson. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we look at Tom Hanks. His stinkers. Can you think of a Tom Hanks stinker off the top of your head? Uh, Toy Story 4. That was still good. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> it was just the most overhyped movie um, of our lives. He's in Catch Me If You Can with DiCaprio, isn't he? Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. If I look at if we look at his tomato, he was in the circle in twenty seventeen at 15%. Uh a movie in nineteen ninety, long name, sixteen. Ethica, Ithaca, twenty two percent, Inferno. Angels and Demons, Larry Crown, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which I've actually heard is really good. Okay. The Man with the Red Shoe, The Money Pit, Dragnet, Turner and Hooch. Okay. Which is The Burbs, Bachelor Party. He's got – nothing's, like, really rotten. They're all just in, like, the 40s. So my, then, my one question with this is I think they're both very consistent. Yeah. I think the levels, though, is Hank's consistently – at a seven, Joaquin's consistently at a nine. But Hanks has had way more sevens than Joaquin's had nines. Because like, if yeah. I'm just going down the list, you're right. No, you're right. Like big, I'm, j- I'm not gonna say the scores, but they're all certified fresh. Big, beautiful day, catch me if you can. Apollo 13, Captain Phillips. He's all starring in these. Saving Private Ryan, that thing you do. Bridge of Spies, Splash, The Post, Castaway, Soli, Charlie Wilson's War, Road to Pedrujija. Greyhound, which actually came out this year, last year. Philadelphia, Saving Mr. Banks, The Green Mile, A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle. 24 certified fresh movies. <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough. Uh, they're both fucking great, but I think it goes to Hanks. Yeah. That's brutal for Joaquin Phoenix, too. Yeah. <sighs> Bradley Cooper versus Robert De Niro. We missed De Niro's prime. We did, and that's all there is to it. I think, you know someone who has seen all this and can appreciate everything he's done mm-hmm. maybe gives him more love than we do. But me seeing prime, like good De Niro is the Irishman. And I didn't like that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So I agree. Cooper, we don't have to go through the categories. We're just going to move Cooper. on. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt versus Matt Damon. You put Brad Ooh. Pitt. Yep. Did I did do that. I flipped the D. I, I, <laughs> horizontally and vertically <laughs> so <laughs> brad pitt um damon born what's brad pitt's most iconic fight club maybe oh we didn't even mention fight club that's a really fucking big one i so this is kind of a situation where like yeah i think matt damon's got the franchise i this is another one where i feel like brad pitt's name is bigger than any of the people he's played yeah similar to dicaprio mm-hmm I guess we could give him Jason Bourne, but even then, like, I... But, like, it's almost a push with Fight Club, I feel like. Yeah, so I we could call that a push. Range, I go Pitt. Yeah. 
consistency. I don't know. Is that another push? Are we giving Pitt one category and two pushes? I think we might have to because consistency, they're, they're both in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I like Matt Damon in a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but I also like Brad Pitt in a lot. This may be a one category win. It, it very because they're similar actors almost. It's like in terms of like the level that they're bringing, you know, because Damon's been in a lot of good shit. Ford vs. Ferrari, like all the movies we already mentioned, but so is Brad Pitt. Yeah, and I feel like Damon kind of doesn't get the recognition as much as Pitt does. No, he does not. Despite the fact that they're on very similar levels. Yeah. Brad Pitt's just the bigger name. I Bradgelina. It's true. Um, I mean, we look at Brad Pitt, I mean iconic levels of, of range, like Academy Award winning range. While Johnny Depp, I think, does more iconic for audiences range. He's got some good performances. They're just not to the level that Christian Bales is. But I would say Depp's is a little bit more wonky. Yeah, I would agree with that. But then you look at Bale, and he plays, you know, in Vice, Dick Cheney, a fat dude. He's played in American Psycho. He plays a serial killer. He's played Batman. Mm-hmm. He's Ford versus Ferrari. He's like a British fucking um, mechanic. Uh, you know, I think The Machinist, he's like this skinny, sucked up. Mm-hmm. Person. It's more of like a method acting thing with it's, Bale. It's not so much the characters. It's so much. He's the method actor. He changes, yeah. Um, While Depp is just fucking weird and can just do whatever. Consistency, it's easily Bale for me. I think Depp's been in some stinkers. Yeah. Iconic. I, just, I feel bad. I feel like Johnny Depp has weirdly became underrated. I don't know why. I just think... I'm not disagreeing with you with what you're saying, but... I think maybe the reason for that is Captain Jack Sparrow's huge and iconic. He stretched it out for too long. People know him for some of those shitty Pirates movies as well. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. And he was a lot more when he was younger. Um, he's, just, he's been in a lot of iconic stuff. Who killed... Who's eating Gilbert Grape, which I mentioned earlier, Sweeney Todd... Oh shit! With DiCaprio. Oh, that's that's the other bracket. There's <laughs> one down. I. Rango. He's in a lot of good shit, dude. Mordecai, The Corpse Bride. He is in a lot of shit. Uh, I... He's also in bad stuff, though. That's the problem. Yes. So what I'm gonna say here. Here's what I'm gonna say, Ty. I'm gonna move Christian Bale, and I'm just gonna give my take on this. Okay. It's fucking close. I would agree. It is fucking close. I think you could make a legitimate case for pushing all three of these categories. You pro- uh, consistency, I think Bale wins. But, like, Bale, like, if you look at his Rotten Tomatoes, like, he does have some rotten movies where he was the lead. I haven't seen him. Okay. But he does have some. And I, I think a lot of them have, were not early in his career, but earlier in the 2000s where he was still established. Terminator, that's a shit movie. Um... And he's really had a good resurgence in recent years. I mean, if we look at his best movies, I mean, he's Little Women. Um, but we look at his best movies. I mean, Dark Knight, Ford versus Ferrari, American Hustle, Little Women's Old, um, The Fighter. Like, it's, I mean, Rescue Dawn 2007. I just, The Big Shorts 2015. He's He's got more recent stuff. Yeah, Depp's a lot more 90s stuff. I do feel like you're higher on Christian Bale than me, but I'm definitely okay with moving Christian Bale on. 
Yeah, it's this is very close for me too, though. Don't get me wrong. I think if we saw more of Depp's work, we might appreciate him more. But he does have some sneakers for sure. Like he doesn't have. I feel like uh, what's his name? Bale doesn't have the level of stinkers that Depp has in some movies. It's Charlie fucking and the close. Chocolate Factory. It's fu- Yeah, it's fucking close. It, it really is. I would agree. I, I again, this is a tough one. I do agree. There's a push. I, I think Depp wins iconic with how many? Batman's fucking huge though. Yeah. Um, range. They're different ranges. Yeah. While both being very rangy. Yeah. Consistency. It's. I guess Bale has been in some stinkers. I, Bale moving on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's move Christian Bale on. I think, I think too, we're doing this on us, not – we haven't seen a lot of Depp's movies, and he's kind of over the hill in terms of his acting career. Yeah. And his late career has not been as good. So Correct. I, I think for that. Yeah, i say Christian Bale. All right. Leonardo DiCaprio versus Tom Hanks. Can he catch him if he can they're in the same movie, so those just cross each other out. Can't count it. Iconic Hanks. Okay. I think Gump and Woody is bigger than anything DiCaprio's been in. That being said, range. Well, it's, consistency, it's DiCaprio. I mean, Hanks has a lot of, like I said, a lot of certified fresh movies. But, like, everything DiCaprio's made, especially the last decade, has been good. Mm, like, correct. he hasn't made a bad movie the last, what, 12 years? Um and then we go to range, and it's Tom Hanks never played a villain. Yeah, DiCaprio, it, it's just levels. Tom Hanks has underappreciated range, I feel like. But there's still always a little bit of Tom Hanks in him. But he was, I really recommend everyone watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He he felt like Mr. Rogers. With that being said, I feel like Tom Hanks is already pretty similar to Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I don't true. think he changes himself that much for that role. <laughs> but, I think they're just two great human beings. Yeah, I, I just... It, it's close. I just think DiCaprio, he, there's just levels to this. You know what I, I mean? I will say, going to Tom Hanks' credit, he has a son named Chet who's just a stoner workout bro. <laughs> Which just, that adds range right there, the fact that he can have that offspring. Also, coronavirus survivor. That is true. First famous person to get coronavirus. He did. And that's where we've met his son, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up top, we got the Battle of the Brads. Cooper versus Pitt. That's fucking tough. <laughs> Iconic. Oh. Iconic, I go Fight Club. I think that's probably. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger. Range, I go Cooper easily. Yeah. It yeah. comes down to consistency, which Cooper is in a lot of good shit. In some stinkers, notably Hangover 2 and 3. Yes. Um, but I actually like those movies. But I, I just, you know, like we were saying with Cooper, A Star is Born, The Hangover, American Sti- Sniper, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle. He is Rocket in The Avengers. Um, other stuff he's been in. Let's see here. Money, No, Brad Pitt's Moneyball. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's true. The A-Team. Who's the one that's in um, Interstellar? What actor is that? Matthew McConaughey, not on our list. He might need to be. He in may money show maker. up in box box office. He probably should have been here. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> He'll be showing up later as we find out who. This to is sub good him out to for. do it in two parts, so we can be like, "Fuck, we missed these people." <laughs> Let's just throw them in the money makers. Um, 
So Bradley Cooper, if we look at his his filmography, all about Steve, six percent. Um, I feel like Bradley Cooper's more prone to do like these dumb rom coms. Earlier in his career, for sure, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, there's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was in one with uh, Sandra Bullock, right? That sounds right. How to lose a guy, some shit like that. Uh, all about Steve. Okay, yeah, that's probably six <laughs> percent. Whereas uh, Brad Pitt, you look at his bad movies; it's almost like serious bad movies. I mean, a lot of his bad movies are really old, though. I mean, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety one, uh, two thousand thirteen, The Counselor, By the Sea, twenty fifteen, The Devil's Own, ninety seven. Sinbad and the Legend of the Seven Seas. I don't. He's not even listed in the starring, so maybe he just made a small cameo. Yeah. The Ocean's franchise. If we just do percentages, like I said, thirty of forty-six of Pitts are fresh, just fresh. Certified fresh would be twenty-two of forty-six. If we go over to Brad Cooper, Brad Cooper's got thirty-one movies on this list. Fifteen fresh. 10 certified fresh. So, and I think the difference is Cooper, I mean, uh, Pitt is a little before us. Cooper's more movies we've actually seen. I Here's my, here's my case for Bradley Cooper. Because this is who I'm going to go with is Bradley Cooper. I think Brad Pitt's phenomenal. I mean, Inglorious Bastards, I've heard is fantastic. Moneyball is one of my favorite movies. 12 Years yep. a Slave is a great movie. Um, the Big Short, solid. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, obviously won an, uh, an Oscar for that. Ad Astro, like he's in R- Ocean's Eleven. He's in yeah. several really good movies. But when we look at Cooper, his top, well, his top two, American Hustle and Silver Linings Playbook, I feel like in terms of just uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and then Star is Born. So those top three, I feel like, might be better than anything Pitt done, maybe besides 12 Years a Slave, but he's not really Glorious the... Glorious Bastard's fantastic, too. I put those up there with those in yeah, a different way. but Pitt's not a lead in 12 Years a Slave. Like, his best lead... In Glorious Bastard's, probably. That or Moneyball, just, in, you know. Yeah. And then Cooper has Stars Born, Silver Linings, Playbook, Hustle. He's got the Guardians. He's got the... the the comedy franchise, The Hangover, 78%, which is fucking super high for a comedy movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I yeah, I lean towards Cooper. I agree. You know I love me some Cooper. I agree. Looks great with a beard. Also, the fact that Bradley Cooper can go by Bradley Cooper, but Bradley Pitt has to go by Brad Pitt. Yeah. Just the fact that he's like, my name just doesn't work. <laughs> he's just, I got out Bradley'd. And then we have Bale versus DiCaprio. What a matchup. Iconic is Bale. Yeah, finally getting some points for that Batman role. <laughs> Fucking Cons- range? Well, I, I just wanted to touch on consistency. Okay. I think that's DiCaprio. I, Again, he hasn't made a bad movie in 12 years. I agree. Range is fucking tough. I, I Yeah. I would, I would say range is a push and we're at a tie. Because these guys are both fucking... One of one when it comes to method acting, turning into a character. Yeah. I I can't think of two better actors in Hollywood besides these guys for that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, iconic. I, I, I agree, Batman. With that being said, if consistency is a push and range is a push, we got to go iconic. I give it to Bale for... Oh, no, I'm saying consistency is DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Consistency, D- 
DiCaprio, iconic Bell, range push, right? Yeah. If I had to say which one's stronger between iconic or consistency, Batman, yes. There's been a lot of Batmans. DiCaprio's in Titanic. He's in a lot of huge movies. Inception. Inception. And he's, like I said, he's the guy. two and three and four is better than Bale's. Yes, and he's the guy who, in terms of iconic, Leonardo DiCaprio is iconic. Yeah. And so I think if we go on a tie on range, a win on consistency, and, you know, these two categories, I think DiCaprio wins consistency more than Bale wins iconic. I agree. I agree. Moving on? Yeah, I agree. It's fucking, I feel like. It's such an easy thing to just make Leonardo DiCaprio win. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's just – as a reason. He's the best – I'm not going to say that because I don't want to – Bradley Cooper versus Leonardo DiCaprio. Iconic. I don't know. I, I lean DiCaprio. I do too. And again, DiCaprio's the thing where it's like not one iconic character because he's never repeated as a character or anything. Yeah. Like, it's just. Same with Cooper too, just at a lesser extent, I feel like. Yeah. Slightly, you know. I mean, he repeated in Hangover, but no one knows the fucking guy's name from Hangover. It's not iconic. Chris Kyle's a very big role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for sure. A Star is Born, very big role. But, but like Jack from Titanic. Huge. You know, uh, fucking Jordan Belfort. Huge. Django guy. Inception. Inception, for sure. Um, Range, while I love Cooper and his comedy, again, DiCaprio, you just plug him in and he's incredible at whatever. Even if we gave that to Cooper, we talk consistency. Cooper's been in bad movies. For sure. Again, DiCaprio, I, as a character, like he, he doesn't. Like, even his rotten movies, like The Great Gatsby, like, people like those. I enjoyed it very much. That's the only reason I read the book. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio wins this. Yeah. And, I I mean, okay, so how we're doing the finals, we're going to take, what, their three best movies and their worst movie? Or how are we going to do this? How many movies yeah, do you want to watch? three highly rated movies. I mean, we'll just, we'll pick. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. And a know, bad one? And a shitty one. We'll probably have to find some shitty ones. Which, as shitty as it gets, if they don't yeah. have a starring movie where it's not shitty then so we're gonna review those we're gonna blaze through those i don't think we're gonna talk in depth about the movies we're just gonna give no. our scores yeah and they're not gonna be in we'll, depth yeah we'll talk about the scores and maybe just talk about the movie as a whole whatever and then whoever has the best cumulative um movie ranking in the final is like the winner so so it is only a four movie sample size but we have to get our scale in here somehow we do it's patent pending so that's 16 movies we're going to talk about. So Now, with that being said, like for DiCaprio and Scarlett Johansson, some of them we're not going to have to watch. Yeah. We got to talk about that off pod, though. Like, are we going to count Infinity War for ScarJo? You know what I mean? Like, we got to. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Figure that out because that's our number one ranked movie of all time, but she's not number seven. Star. You know, it she's might down be the list. JoJo Rabbit, her, and Marriage Story or something might be a better trio yeah for her you know maybe that's what we do and a stinker um, dicaprio we got you know wolf of wall street i feel like we have to watch revenant because it won the oscar yeah and i've never actually seen Django. i've Me seen neither. the clip a million times but yeah. i feel like that's a for sure have to watch and then stinker <laughs> we'll have to go back 12 years as i've been saying so and then whoever else wins comedy and box office um you know <laughs> i 
feel like comedy is gonna get fucked here. Yeah, because I'm gonna have a hard time giving comedies eighty plus. I mean, Anchorman got like an eighty nine. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Well, for me, I don't think it did. It got a ninety one and a half. I gave it a ninety. You gave it a ninety three. Okay, eighty nine. Yeah. So better than I said. Yeah. Okay. That will be a Will Ferrell if Will Ferrell wins comedy. That counts. Yeah, and we're just gonna recycle. We're not gonna re. Honestly, my my thought process here is like uh, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen movies, those kind of guys. Whoever makes it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a hard time giving them some. No, love. for sure, for sure. But we'll see. And then box office, we still have to finish that. Yeah. Um, now adding people in. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. You know. All right. Let's talk about Cherry. Tom Holland movie. Should we just make this its own episode? Or should we just keep rolling? Let's just keep going. Like I said, it's okay. a long. What are we at? Hour 38. Let's just keep. <laughs> We're here. We're already here. Like I said, we'll throw a timestamp in. Just remind me. Yeah. Um. So this might be a quick movie review. <laughs> That's fair. Let's just we'll, we'll go. So Cherry is the story. You got my synopsis for me? An army medic suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs put him, puts him in debt. Starring Tom Holland, uh, Anthony Joe Russo directed, also starring Sierra Bravo. Um, I feel like everyone's saying Tom Holland movie. Obviously, he's the main character. Mm-hmm. She's very much in this, too. Yeah. Um, kind of looks like the girl from 13 Reasons Why a little bit. No, I didn't see that at all. Um, so before we talk about the movie, I will say off the top, um, I don't know how much – it's not like we have a massive audience, but you know, my, my mom does listen to this, so I don't know how much I want to share. But there is someone in my life – who had a very similar life path to the uh, main character of Tom Holland at the exact same time as this movie was based. You know, he went into the war around 2005-ish. Yeah. Um, In my case, I think it was a little bit later, but very, very similar. Um, So it it did hit home a little bit, and I think that might have actually helped the score. I could see that. Um, So that's what I was kind of thinking about the whole time, and there there was a lot of times where, like, I was, like, moved a lot more emotionally then I think the average viewer or just anyone who has someone like this in their life or is someone, you know, who's gone through this obviously yeah. would be more impactful. So I think that did kind of help the movie, you know. So I just wanted to get that off the rip because I, I didn't want to keep, draw, like, talking about it in, like, I don't know. Not that I'll get emotional or anything. I just, just wanted to get it off the rip. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And, I mean, he didn't go to jail or anything, but found Jesus. Did, which did he good. stop before robbing banks? Yeah. That's it, good. Jesus. So Jesus saves. He does. He really does. Um, Cherry, though. I mean, it's, you know, you start off with this kid who falls in love, breaks up, makes a stupid decision after breaking up to join the army, immediately regrets it. Stupid for him. Yes. yes. Um, Immediately regrets it Mm -hmm. and has already signed up and agreed to do it. Goes and do it, does it. Hates it. Yeah. Doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And then see some really 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 fucked up shit which is what a lot of people see when they're doing it you know yeah and like obviously this is a movie but like that's real yeah that shit happens people see that Mm -hmm. um comes back and has post-traumatic stress and can't handle everyday normal life um starts taking anxiety pills and xanax and then oxycontin and then heroin yes and becomes a drug addict and then in order to feed this habit Needs money and becomes a bank robber. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie ends with him pretty much giving himself up and going to prison. So fix himself. Yeah. 
and then he gets out of prison at the very end. Correct. How long did it say? I don't remember. He just had a mustache at the end. Uh, it said like 07 to 21. Okay. It was like 14-year time jump. It's funny how <laughs> their thing for this was for young Tom Holland, they gave him a bull cut like I had in yep. high school. And then for old Tom Holland, they just slapped a mustache on him. Just the worst looking mustache <laughs> I've ever seen. Tom Holland is not a mustache guy. Not at all. And like the old. It, it let me uh, know where we were at. Helpful. Um, I would agree. Yeah. Plot slash story tie. I gave it a 13. Okay. I uh, I gave it a 15. Oh, higher than me. I thought the story was okay. Yeah, it was good. I, I, I liked what they did with it. I, I feel like this is a very... Just ignoring the bank robber part, which obviously somewhat of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Everything else felt very real. Yeah. Um, and story-wise, felt very real. Mm-hmm. You know, a kid who lost his way in life and doesn't really know what he wants or whatnot and saying, fuck it, I guess I'll do this. And regretting it. Yeah. There's a there's pers- people I know who have joined a branch of the military and fucking hate it. Yeah. And, and I think that's a common thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Where they sign up to do something and it's a very long agreement and they regret it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's... Personally, I know someone from that aspect. You know someone who came back slightly fucked up with post-traumatic stress. Like, yeah. a lot of people do from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a very real aspect. Yeah. Which leads to drug addiction, mm-hmm. which is another very real thing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sure movies have touched on shit like this before. Mm-hmm. None, none that I've seen. Um, I like it. I like the way they did it. I agree. I like how it was broken up and you got the different parts of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, now 15. My only reason for a 13 here was the bank robbery was also a little absurd. Let's be honest. Yes, for sure. Um, like you said, it was too long. It just, it felt, I don't know if it was all those slow-mo scenes, but those really weren't towards the end. It just felt long. It, it was over two two twenty. I want to say. Yeah. And there was some parts of the story that I get it, but I, I just feel like it was a little too long, but. Yeah, um, some parts not necessary. They could have cut the fat off this movie. Yeah, and trimmed it up a little bit for sure. Yeah. So thirteen, I usually give fifteen plus or sixteen for like a really not revolutionary, but I don't know. Like we said, I'm my skills. You, yeah, and I think they absolutely could have done that a lot, especially more. with him talking to the camera and everything, and just certain things. Like it could have been like that he did have schizophrenia and like we were the voices in his head or whatever, like just shit like that. I feel like that could have added a really fun dynamic to the plot slash story and the visual slash cinematography. That being said, I don't, I don't know if I'd categorize giving him schizophrenia as fun. What? You know what? <laughs> it's a fake character. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just fucking um, with you. I gave this a 13. Look, they did try really hard, but 
I would rather a movie try really hard and lean into this kind of creative cinematography. And it wasn't awful. It was just they kind of did it too much. But, I mean, it was better than just a run-of-the-mill. So I gave it one point better than just the run-of-the-mill 12. Okay. I gave it a 16. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) So I'm a little higher on it than maybe you were. Oh, I thought you were going to hate it. Okay. Now, I agree. They were doing too much. And otherwise, I think it could have been really high. Yeah. Because they did do some unique shit with the way things were shot. Um, Mm -hmm. He sees the girl and everything else is blurry. Yeah. And she's the only thing in focus and the only thing that has his attention. I liked how the army scene was in a little square. Like four by three or whatever. Because it was almost like a... Like a recruitment style video. Yeah, it was almost grainy sure. and stuff too. Um, they did a lot of stylized shots with this. A yeah. lot of intentionally doing shit. The whole epilogue. Yeah. Um, slow motion. Like, I, while I don't love it, I can respect it. This is 100% Anthony and Joe Russo saying, we can make cinema too look. Yeah. And trying their fucking hardest to do yeah. everything pretty camera work. Yeah. It was too much. But I liked it. still pretty high. I, yeah. It was good. It had the possibility to be 17, 18 mm-hmm. higher, mm-hmm. but it was just – it was trying too hard. Yeah. Um, and Slow-mo. Yeah. There was just too much going on at times. I bumped it up one. Okay. You talked me into bumping up one. Because uh, they did. Mostly because that army scene I forgot about. Yeah. And I know that was cool. And, like, I like the fourth wall breaking part. I'll put that with visuals and mm-hmm. cinematography. Um, they did a lot of stuff that I did like that was just too – you could tell they were trying yeah. so hard. Yeah. Um, key elements, Jay. Which, again, would have oh, made sense ahead. if they did that whole, this is how he's seeing things kind of schizo, you know what I mean? Yeah, for I sure. I don't mean schizo in a in a derogatory way, but. No, but, like, this is, you know, things through his lens and shit. Because that would justify, that would be like us, like, okay, we know they were trying hard, but at least they kind of kind of admitted it in a sense and, like, it had purpose. But when they don't do something like that, which you don't have to, but. Um, that's the difference I feel like that could when you interweave here's a good quote for you Ty the difference between good visuals good cinematography and great cinematography is when the cinematography weaves into the story (laughs) I fucked that quote (laughs) I'm gonna put it on a whiteboard (laughs) are you gonna get the woo way weave in there (laughs) yes stutter and all (laughs) Uh, key elements I gave it a 16 oh my god (laughs) oh did you give it low I gave it a 7 okay I, while saying the story was very real and authentic, I did not believe for a second these people were drug addicts. Yeah. I didn't believe that. Um, I, I think the that aspect of it and trying to show this character breaking down, I didn't get that at all. I didn't get the girl becoming an addict. Yeah. Um. I, I just, tell me why you gave it such a high score, what you were thinking that really isn't talked about enough in this country even though they have done you know ptsd movies before it's not original but i don't know it kind of touched with modern ptsd you know you hear a lot about like vietnam and everything and and i think too having it hit home like you saw this kid who necessarily wasn't in a terrible situation before enlisting in the army but wasn't in a great situation you know he wasn't in the he wasn't a bad kid but you know he was a college kid kind of lost gets into this thing he doesn't want to do um, really highlights kind of, you know, our armed forces and kind of how, you know, hard and difficult it could be and how it's not for everyone and kind of, you know, all those things. And the comeback and the PTSD and the drug use. I don't know. I just felt like it was almost like a, a PSA on this problem in America, especially recently, 
with all the drugs that are, you know, available and with, you know, just, it's just like, I thought about like when the army recruiters would go to our school and kind of build the army up as this great, fantastic thing. Yeah. Look, I respect anyone that serves in the army, mm-hmm. like, you know, way more courage than I will ever have. But we, as a country, we do grandize this thing and we do make it, you know, this great thing. When, when you take a peek behind the curtain, you talk to people who have actually done it most, you know, it's like, no, it's not this great thing. And like even Tom Holland and again, this kind of resonated because, you know, the person in my life, uh, I remember him telling me like, we never shot a gun. We never anything. And, you know, he saw someone die and everything like it almost felt like we weren't even like soldiers. Like we were pretend. And Tom Holland literally had that, that quote in the movie where they're, you know, fake shooting at the jihads. And he was talking about how it does. It felt like they were just playing war. Yeah. Um, pretending pretend army or something. I don't know. I feel like it just kind of hit home. I was emotional at times. And I think that's why I gave it such a high score. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, honestly, I think so. I, I, it was hard for me to separate where to give points and I guess subtract points for this. This felt like such a miscast. This felt like them saying we discovered Tom Holland in Civil yeah, War and yeah. wanting to make a project with him. And he looks young, so let's get a girl who also looks young to go alongside him. And it just it felt so forced when he was, like, cussing and trying to do shit, and it just did not feel authentic. So does that get into your characters? Well, see, and that's why I feel like they were miscast. It was hard for me to buy them in this role. Yeah. In characters, they may have done the best they could. Yeah. But I think the overall producers, and that's kind of why I gave it key elements rather than characters, mm-hmm. they did the best with that they could. I just don't think they were right for this. If you give me two different people in this movie, out besides Tom Holland, besides this girl, who look more mature, and you can feel a more mature tone from this movie, I think it connects a lot better. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I, I just That created such a disconnect for me where I'm like, I'm watching a movie. And yeah. while I like the story and stuff, these are people who pretending would... to do this. You do want to get someone relatively young because that's when you enlist in the army. I, I feel like you get someone like Tom Holland looks like a high schooler. There's a reason he plays Peter Parker. I feel yeah. like you get someone 25, you try and make him look young, mm-hmm. and then he's prime for the later in life stuff. Tom Holland looked good for the first part of this movie and yeah. then looked too young throughout. Yeah. I'm, I, I just... I, mean, I can't think on the top of my head. Same with the other girl. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe they're older than mm-hmm. – maybe they are 25 each, you know, 26, however old. They don't look like that, and yeah. I can't I can't help but look at them and say they're too young for the shit that's happening. But maybe that's a meta thing, eh. that our youth is too young for the shit that's happening. Maybe. The youth being us. Maybe. <laughs> Characters, I gave it a 14. I gave it a 10. Okay. So I, I think Tom Holland did the best he could. I think the girl I did the best Tom he could. I like Tom Holland in this. I liked his emotional scenes um, where, you know, he was struggling when he got back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did a really good job with that. And while he was over there and, like, the fucked up scene, like, the people, the car exploding. Mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job with that. Everyone else just kind of felt inauthentic. The The drug lord guy was just so stupid. Yeah. They were making him out to be, like, this is some big bad present. Never yeah. actually showing him, <laughs> like, blurring him. Like, yeah. Okay, the drugs and coke guy was funny, but <laughs> he was just kind of like a drugs and coke guy. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Was it drugs and coke? I think so. That's drug, yeah. Pills and coke? Pills and coke. Coke and pills, something like that. Pills and coke. I thought Tom Holland was solid. I thought the girl was also I, – I, I enjoyed both of them. I enjoyed – you know, I know they were kind of miscast. You gave them a little bit lower, but 
the girl especially i don't know it was just the, like the whole like kind of him dragging her into it and that's kind of plot too but her performance kind of being like almost like this innocent kind of i don't want to say being but and then finally snapping and like the you know the scene where she screams fuck you adam mm-hmm. and I thought their acting, while they were, like, I agree with you, well, were misplaced in terms of the casting. I think their acting was just fine. I thought the character development of Tom Holland, again, probably because of, you know, what I have in my life, you know, I thought was really relatable and really truthful and real. Um, so, yeah, 14. Again, it's not, I like, could have been much higher. I think the, the not having any notable side characters, there was that one, um, what was that guy's name, his friend with the, with a uh, lazy eye, I don't know. Wild tooth or something. Wild goose. Tommy Jimenez. Lightfoot. <laughs> Lightfoot. Um, I I'll bump. I'm gonna bump it up to a twelve. Oh. Um, I took away the points for the miscast and the key elements. I shouldn't double do that. Two categories. Okay. Ty. Their performances. I liked what Tom Holland did. There was good emotional performances. It's just the miscasting that got me. Mm-hmm. The acting and stuff. They they did good. Yeah. And maybe this would have been, like you said, with casting, this might have been a better movie if they just hired some kind of lesser – like 1917. Like, I don't know those two guys. Yeah. It Like, for the budget, maybe, because it kind of felt like a we're going to pay Tom Holland a lot of money and kind of have to cut ties on – not cut ties, but cut corners on some of these other – and I like the girl, but, yeah, there wasn't – you know, there wasn't, like, a, a memorable side character. Like, his friend in the service, that was a big opportunity to really show the connection between him and Holland with like, as long as this movie was, they had a connection. You felt it, but I feel like you could have felt it a little bit more. And whether that's the plot or the character, whatever the case may be. um, Yeah. They could have cut corners at other parts to build that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's just a lot of potential. And that's my thing is this movie could have been so good. Yeah. Not Tom Holland. Yeah. And uh, not this girl. And, and I, I think of something where um, Euphoria, the HBO show, obviously has Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks young. Yeah. However, she can play the more mature parts of that show of, like, the drug addiction and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but, no. like, she <laughs> does that very well. And while looking young, I believe it. Yeah. With this... I she felt like like when kids are playing at home like little kids are at home like playing parents or whatever in the backyard like toddlers yeah it felt like that where it's like she's like a kid pretending to be a drug addict adult yeah and again it feels wrong but like that's just it was more like the drug across. scenes it was it was one hundred percent the drug scenes for me yeah because I thought the emotion was there and like I said yeah, absolutely like, yeah. and I think the emotion that's why I gave it some more credit the emotional shit they're great actors both yeah I just don't think these were the roles for them fair. Uh, enjoyment, Jay. What'd you give it? Give it a fourteen. Okay, give it an eight. Oh fuck! I didn't. It's middle of the road, lower. I, I did not have that good of a time with this, just because it felt like there was so much wasted potential. Okay, I mine is the lowest tier of would not go out of my way to watch again, but would watch again, and would recommend to someone who has not watched it. Fourteen lower, being someone who I think laptops kind of being slow, but. I think I like outside the wire. I gave around this, um, the prom, which was a bad rating, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Project Power at a 75, like it gets knocked down because it didn't reach the potential it could have gotten. But I still like what they did do, um, and you know it was good. Like yeah, again, outside the wire 70. This got spoiler alert 71. So 
one better than outside the wire and that kind of feels right because i feel like outside the wire it's a weird case of like outside the wire knew what it was trying to be and was good at that it wasn't trying to be something much better correct and this was trying to be something much better and didn't quite hit the mark now does that make it a bad movie that's the interesting question we have to ask ourselves and i think that's why it's getting shit on so much by critics because if this just leaned on to being like an action ptsd whatever like Instead of all the emotional scenes, maybe it was an action thing where Tom Holland's on the run, you know, from the cops, whatever. It might have got a better audience. It would have never – it wouldn't have had as high of a ceiling. But, you know, critics might have looked at it like, okay, this movie knows what it's trying to do. You know, that's fine. But it was very much trying to be something much better and didn't quite hit the mark. And that's when it becomes subjective. Like, how does that impact its overall score? I think 70 for me, it's within the lines. It's not above the line. Um, and that's where I got it at. 71, not 70. All right. Um, 58 for me. Holy Final fuck. score. Um, I, I do think if a movie sets a limit for itself and hits it, it's better than shooting for the stars and missing. Yeah. Just in my – if you, they come in like, look, you're going to get a ridiculous action movie. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be over the top. And it's going to be a fun watch, and that's it. It's a popcorn movie. Yeah. That's better than saying you're going to get this emotional, you know, packed with themes – you know, relevant type movie and not, not hitting your mark. But I don't think they struck out on this. I think they were trying to hit a home run and they hit a, a single I, and a half. I, and I don't necessarily not a double, but not a single disagree. Can't hit a single and a half, but <laughs> um, it, it just, I don't know. For me, there was just some parts of this movie that just were not there. Yeah. And it could have been an incredible movie. Yeah, and so you know, right around a sixty-ish, uh, sixty-four and a half is the final score. That actually puts it up below the line. Yeah, it does. Right at that's the best below the line movie. Um, yeah, the prom, American Pickle. It, it just, I don't know, man. It just wasn't there. And you know, other movies like you said, Project Power or something like, they know what they're gonna be and they're fun. Yeah, this is trying to be emotional and. You know, maybe the emotional hit better for you than it will for some people. Yeah. I just think that it was not what it could have been. Yeah, that's fair. Six, four and a half, final score, 35 out of our 53 movies. Where the um, fuck do you see that? Oh, I'm on, I'm, hold on, my thing's all fucked up. It is below the line, <sighs> but just barely. It's the highest score you can get to be below the line. Which means I'm going to bump it up to a 72 just so it's w- at least within the lines. You know what, Jay? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do I'll that. I'll do it. No, Ty. Your score what is your score. Here? Um, you can easily give it. it a nine for an enjoyment. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I got what it got. Yep. Um, I fucking lost it. Do you think this is a movie? I don't know the answer to this. Do you think this is a movie where if you sat on it and we recorded on Monday, you might give it three, four points higher? Yeah, if you thought about more things. Yeah, could be. Because, again, I really like the story and what it is. And so maybe thinking about it more, it, it's going to be a movie where, unlike Project Power, you think about it the day after and shit. Yeah. Um, I think that it could have been something where I was up tonight thinking about the movie, though. Yeah. And it's it's not. It's not that. That's fair. Um, it, maybe it, did, it does get a better score on Monday, though. Who That's knows? Fair. That's fair, but we record on Fridays. That's part of the thing. Uh, so this is a long episode. Let's wrap it up. No little chitter-chatter that we do at the end, Ty. Uh, next week we are doing the comedy actors. 
and the box office, which is going to include Matthew McConaughey, which doesn't already. Yep. Um, so expect another long pod. We also got to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. And the four-hour Snyder Cut, which yeah, actually so got leaked early. We didn't do sports this week, this past week. We may just drop two movie episodes instead of Well, a, we are know. doing two because we're doing the Justice League Alone episode and then March Movie Madness slash I think we do Justice League Falcon Winter Soldier and with how long it took today just the March Movie Madness episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. There will be two movie episodes this week instead of a sports. Two weeks off without sports. Look at us slacking. Wow. We'll be back. We'll be ready, ready for opening day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was thinking maybe even after we get through this uh, March Movie Madness. I don't know. I think we got to bring Daniel back on. Talk about the 2020 season. Some bold predictions. Love it. 2021 season. That'd excuse be fun. me. Uh, well, well, I want to have someone on. We're going to do that. It's not going to be anyone big, obviously, but Daniel is big. I take that back. Correct. Uh, to wrap up the podcast, Tyler, random movie that you have to guess the rating of, Rotten Tomatoes rating off the top of your head. I'm looking at your glasses so you don't cheat. Uh, we're going to do this till you get it right. So this movie is Cherry. It is a fruit. Tyler, can you tell me the Rotten Tomato score of another fruit-related movie, Pineapple Express? Pineapple Express feels like a... 83. Or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. 
Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.